You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 11, episode 46. Uh, I've actually got the episode number correct this week. Uh, I'm John, and tonight joined by Jeff. How you doing? Yeah, all good. I was muted there. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm all good, mate. You? Aye. No, good. Aye. I'm not long home from Edinburgh. Uh, I wasn't any football. I was just away enjoying myself. So, aye. It was good. Gantin to get that in there, wouldn't you? Well, it makes up for the football. <laughs> well, some of the football. Part of the football. Because it was like 50-50 for me on Saturday. I think that's all a matter of perspective. Well, well, I thought like, all your worlds were smashed. That was great. Yes, nice pun to kick us off. I, uh, Josh, how you doing? How are you doing, mate? All right. Um, I, I'm, I'm not too bad. I'm pretty hung. Pretty hung. You both hanging, hanging quite a bit, mate. I so I'm, I'm going to power through and, and do my best tonight. Is that um, something? Yeah. He's not hanging, he's still fucked. He's done. No. Right, no. Right. Look at his eyes, he's done. He's, you don't know if it's new, you're in New York. He's not stopped. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just exhausted. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm sound. No, I was just, I, was, I, I, I said to you in the, in the group chat earlier on, I was out uh, yesterday at the basketball, mixing up the sports, you know what I mean? Like oh, to aye, few, aye. Like to have a few different sports in my locker. But uh, aye, so I think I'd have a right good few beers at that. Um, so, aye, but my missus is making me a cup of tea now, so it should be fine. Cup of tea? Actually, out of interest, how was the basketball in terms of comparison, in terms of fan experience? Uh, in terms of fan experience, yeah, it was it was a really weird one. Um, I, I mean, it's obviously, it's an American sport, so it's, so it's really Americanised. You know, they play, and they, I mean, you know, I mean, before going to that game yesterday, my, my knowledge of basketball um, came down to basically... Space Jam um, and uh, the Last Dance documentary um, and I was just surprised that Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck weren't on the bench um, so aye but it was um, aye but in terms of in terms of fan experience it was fucking aye, it, it was really good like the sport is is really entertaining it's really really class to watch I mean um, they, Glasgow lost the game yesterday but right up to the end it's one of those ones where, like, right up to the very final settings of the game, you you still felt like you were in it and that, and, and it was a good atmosphere and all that. So I, it was thoroughly good. And I got to meet Kingsley, who was Wait, kicking about there. Is that not Space Jam? Is that our version of Space Jam when Kingsley jumps in? Well, it's funny you say that, mate. Right? But see, see, when I went to meet Kingsley, I asked him, and it's an unwritten law that mascots should never speak, right? Because you don't want to know... You don't want to know that there's a person in that mascot's costume. What? When I went to get a photo of him, the guy, the guy in the Kingsley costume goes like that with this deep voice. Here, mate, do you mind putting down your beer? Because it's a family friend, you know, f- family friendly. Uh, can I get a photo of you with a beer in your hand, right? And I'm like, right, well, a lot of the mysteries now and take away with you, Kingsley. Is it fair to say that you judge fan experience by if you can get a beer? Yes. Yes. Jeff, would you prefer would you prefer Kingsley to put on like a cartoony kind of low voice? Would you prefer like that something that's 
rallying this big I I maybe just like I like but you know they like a student a student West End voice is that the perfect kind of thing like I mean just kind of go with the vibe the impression that I've got of him now that he's that at the end of the night the guys went here his wife and two ends do you know what I mean in his Kingsley costume yeah but that's good if he keeps the Kingsley but obviously that's always been the, the case with mascots, but you're not supposed to know that. You're supposed to just assume that this is, you know. But uh, aye, basketball was class. But did Alan McCoy not ruin that in the 90s when he was at Hearts and he took off his... Uh, who's who's the Hearts mascot again? Is it Harry? Is that what we're... Oh. Sam or something? I don't know. Who cares? It's uh, Hearts. Do you know what I mean? Who cares? Uh, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I thought Laurie was Hearts mascot. Oh, he's the... He's the cheerleader is he not same thing really Jeff did you see K- uh, Kingsley as well on uh, not this weekend that's uh, uh, no 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 no. I thought you were at Party uh, Pistol I was at Party Pistol with that overly keen stewards yeah uh, I, I, I was was deep in a kebab pie by that point mate. I had about four and then regretted it the following day four deep in pie uh, <sighs> on family friendly show uh, <laughs> well, well we, we say family friendly, but I've already had children, I don't get anything. Uh, nah, um, nah, I, I didn't see him actually, to be fair. I was at Queen's Park when he was me. Nah, I've not seen Kingsley in a while. That wee dick. Jink only works once a week. Jink maybe only works once a week. Oh. And he was at the basketball Sunday, so he could do the football Saturday. Yeah, I was day off, probably. <laughs> He's probably got stopped by the police. <laughs> well, maybe it was, maybe it's it was at least a Simpson on Smack Guy. <laughs> maybe at the pub on Saturday. Or maybe at the rugby, something like that, doing something different. Well, we talk about other sports because um, I'd like to bring up that. I thought that the we were going to do uh, the rock intros, so unless you're going to do one for our, our guest, then it's been a bit of a disappointment so far. See, to be honest, that, <laughs> that that joke flew over my head in terms of why we were doing rock intros. I, I was gone. I know, I know we're like wrestling on the podcast. Was it because of Josh? Was it the football, eh, the basketball, or the Super Bowl? He does the intro to the Super Bowl. He's done it for like the last three or four, hasn't he? Oh, did he last night? Yeah. Did he do the intro? Hi, uh, Grandpa. It was Super Bowl last night. He did the <laughs> intros for it. He knew it was because he was watching it. He was watching it. He's like, I don't, I don't watch the Super Bowl. And then he put pictures up at like half one in the morning of him. <laughs> oh, the halftime show was great. I thought he didn't watch it. I seen some of it. I didn't see the start of it. I seen, what did I see? I don't know. It was about seven. Nothing. It was seven three when I get in and watched, started watching it. Uh, Rabbit, <laughs> uh, Scott, we've heard your voice, but how you doing? You good? I'm good, yeah. I've not been on for a while, I don't think, but I'm in on twice this week with John on Wednesday as well. I'll get a plug in I for the, the podcast uh, coming later in the week. What's happening? Yeah. So it's, uh, let me just get the name right for the guys to put up because I'm going to fuck it up. You know, uh, the Football Kit Memory Podcast, so Craig from that, so we're going to be on that on Wednesday and talk a lot about football strips and the like. Hi, John, you and and him. Craig, yes. I don't know when it's going out, by the way, because we've got another one tomorrow night, haven't we, Jeff? That's getting recorded uh, anyway. Yes, it is tomorrow night, yeah. It should be out before Friday, hopefully. Otherwise, it'll be pointless if it's not. So. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, a preview to the League of Ireland start with all my Irish friends that I've gathered over the years. That'll be me and myself. But yeah, that'll be good. Everyone should listen to it because it'll give you an insight into... Irish football and why you should go and watch it during the summer when there's nothing physically else on. And also the food's quite good. There's not any Bulls fans in this, Josh comes, so no pressure. 
So I think League, Island, League Island is the best. Is League Island's class. It's absolutely class football league. So we just talk about Irish football tonight as well and not bother talking about Scotland so we can avoid talking about Stephen Glass. <laughs> Mind you, Aaron's not here. I'm sh- I, I, I think we need to devote some serious time. To, I think we should donate a serious portion of the show to making Glass-related puns. Oh, I don't want to smash it in yet. Yeah. <laughs> right, that might be a bit of a pain. Right, so I introduce our guest, maybe. Nah, Hi. Right, okay. We'll introduce how should we introduce you? I'm thinking sometimes we actually ask people to introduce themselves, like a dating show. And it is Valentine's Day after all. Or if you've got a lazy horse, so that's a lazy what? Horse. Lazy horse. I don't know if you want to call yourself a horse, probably more of a horse than a horse sometimes, isn't you? I don't know, you ask me to ask a wife. <laughs> <laughs> what boost is he? Uh, walked into that one. Jesus. Well, it's not that big. Uh, so, Lindsay from Glasgow Football Tour, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yourself? I'm all right, aye. Good, good. Um, I like you brought some professors into the show. No one can see us, but you've got a microphone. Are you going to do a bit? Actually, were you in the halftime show at the Super Bowl? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, I actually did see a little snippet of the halftime show. I seen Eminem was on it, and I saw a great photo of uh, Snoop Dogg having a wee bit of the old ganja before he went on stage. Uh, like, just tip, typical Snoop Dogg in it. I, 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 did, I, did, I did love the, the Twitter. Re- I did love some of the Twitter reactions to that. Like, like, oh my, like, oh my God. Well, I, I, well, he's lost one fan now because this is this is shocked me at my core. See, like. The thing was, it was Lad Bible. Like, Lad Bible usually do like funny stories or like, some, it's not, that's Snoop Dogg just being Snoop Dogg. Like, he probably wakes oh, up for breakfast. That's what he does. The, the Twitter yeah. break it as though it was like a major news story. No, I've never been so fabricated. Never. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What? Was, Who'd have thought it? It's a bit wild. I did see the Rock's intro as well. He, he went for it. I don't think I've ever saw that before, though, them doing like a mad intro like I've saw the half time but I've never saw an intro like that I think he just I think they just went there with it I think it was, it was, it was in LA, LA wasn't it it's a yeah, bit Hollywood it wasn't LA. it yeah. it was a bit Hollywood I just get the get him in did they know you used to use the boxing guy Buffer is it Buffer is that him that did the Scottish Cup one year yeah. I think he did aye. Is, that his, is that his name yeah. I yeah. I didn't know that was his that was his name aye. he done uh, something else recently I don't, no, I don't think I don't think I've ever saw them do an intro for this maybe I'm talking daft but no, they went for it, but everybody was there. No me, but I. They, they, all I've seen all day is videos of like LeBron James dancing and Steph Curry and all that. Do you like basketball then? No, I just know who no, they are. Just know who they are. <laughs> I like shoes and they happen to be in a lot of, <laughs> a lot of shoe adverts and things. Uh, that's it. What is it Snoop's yeah. in again? What's the other one? He's, he's in an advert that's bizarre. Oh, is he, you know, a Just Eat? Is he a Just, just Eat? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No wonder, yeah. actually, quite appropriate because you all get the munchies, Just Eat. Aye, that's, that's probably why. That's probably why I did it. But, actually, I thought it was bizarre, actually. It makes sense. Um, so, yes, Lindsay, from yes. Glasgow Football Tour. Mm-hmm. I want to ask, first of all, how did it come about? Uh, depression. <laughs> In all seriousness. Um, so, I... Uh, worked at the Scottish Football Museum. I think I started in 2016. I was actually trying to think of this earlier, and I'm pretty sure it was 2016. 
Um, I'd not long came out of uni. I actually did a dissertation about Bill Struff, which will probably shock some people because I don't hide, hide away from it. I am a Celtic fan. But um, I remember going to speak to my advisor and I wanted to do some sort of like football, social, uh, socialism, uh, sorry, socialism, <laughs> football, so, uh, social studies type thing. Um, so like a bit of history, a bit of politics and stuff like that, a bit of culture. And I was like, oh, I should do it about Celtic. Like, that would make sense. Celtic fan and that. And then I spoke to my advisor and he was like, everybody does Celtic because it's like the Irishness and the Catholicism and like all the sort of charity stuff and all that, right? So everybody touches, everybody does it. And he's like, nobody touches Rangers, like nobody talks about it. So I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And I was, and at the time, fittingly, when we're 10 years since at the time, um, Sons of Struth was like a big, it's still a big supporters group amongst the Rangers fans, but it was like a big thing. And I was just like, Struth kind of is like their, like, the core value of that football club and that's when I was like you know what I'm going to do a dissertation about Bill Struff and how he is like the the uh, what's the word kind of like the whole standards and stuff that the, the, the club has been been set around um so they've got the main stand and stuff named after him so by the by um I went and did some research at the Scottish Football Museum and fell in love with the place and I fell in love with the staff that were there and it was just brilliant. I just loved being there. Like I could have just walked around it all the time, every day, all day. So I finished up at uni and uh, I worked abroad for a wee while doing some football coaching. Didn't take it. Enjoyed travelling, but I didn't really take it. And I came back and I was like, oh, I want to do something in tourism. Like there's something, there was something about it that just was calling to me. And I went back to the museum and asked them if I could get a job. So they gave me a wee like sort of temporary one before I think it was November I think I came back so like sort of November December time and then they finally gave me like a proper contract so I was pure buzzing about it but it was only um it was like so many hours um not to like it was zero hours but I did get a lot of shifts but uh, I couldn't get a full-time contract and I remember going in like the first month uh, to my boss and I was like can I get a full-time job and he was like look unfortunately we don't hand we don't do any contracts um so I was pure gutted about it, um, but it was fine. I still had like my, my foot in the door. So I did that and um, I was just kind of working on other things. And then I got a job. Uh, <laughs> I moved up a floor from the dungeons of the museum, <laughs> which the museum's lovely, but it's down like in that bottom, uh, well, first floor, and then you've got the underground roadway. So I've moved up one um, to now where UEFA's temporary office was for the Euros there um, to do some reminiscence work. Um, so I was basically scanning all of these old uh, sports images, football, rugby, golf, all the rest of it for, um, not exclusively, but a lot of it was dementia work. So it was for dementia patients. You show them an old image and it like sparks a memory. So it was great. It was very rewarding. And I had my own office and I used to, but I, I hated having my own office. Like I'm a talker. I need to be around people. And I could spend whole days from like nine in the morning to five, not speaking to anybody. And I loved my team and I loved my job. But see, because we all had our own little compartments, we would just go in and get the head down. You'd maybe see people at lunchtime or that, but that was about it. There wasn't much socialising going on. And I just the whole time was thinking about down the stair going, how do I how do, I do the tour guide? And like, how do I make this become a thing? Like, there, there needs to be some way. 
I was just miserable. I was literally miserable just sitting in front one to one with a screen, um, no coping very well at all, um, and just totally thinking how did I become a tour guide. And I kept finding when I was doing my tours at the Scottish Football Museum, um, especially with international tourists, I'd be like, oh, have you been to Celtic Park today? Have you been to Ibrox? been to Firhill? Um, whatever. And they were like, no, we, we only had time to go to one stadium. So they would choose the national stadium. Quite an obvious choice. And I was like, all right, that's great, blah, blah. But then in the back of my head going, that's all the crap. Like, you can get around all of them in 30 minutes in a motor. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, nah, we need, we need that. I was like, that's the problem. You need to solve the problem. So I would be upstairs in the office scanning things and just going through it the whole time. And I remember this one day, um, it just, I was like the classical football tour. And I just, I literally grabbed paper for the printer, started writing this stuff down. And I was like, little bullet points of website, insurance, um, Danny qualifications. Like, I'll put a wee question mark, don't know. And I just had this little list going. And I got home that night, uh, still, still my, my, my parents now, bless them. Um, but I came in at my mum and I was like, um, I'm going to start a business. And she was like, brilliant, on you go. <laughs> and that was it. I just knew I was like, I need to be a tour guide. Like, I just loved it so much. It was just instant. I, I never thought about it as a job before until we got to the Scottish Football Museum. And I used to think the guys were amazing. I was like, wow, how can you do that? How can you talk in front of people and just as if you're putting on a pair of shoes? And I like there was literally no nerves. I remember doing my first one at Hamden and I was like, this fits it was just like putting on a glove or something like it just worked um and ever since then I was like wait I want to do this and I want to do it bigger and better <laughs> um and um don't get me wrong the, the, the museum are brilliant at what they're doing like guys stories are amazing but I just felt people were missing out just going to one experience when they could see f- at, like all of them um in the one go so I developed Driven Tour and now we've since sort of pivoted um to to do the walking ones so it's been really good I really enjoyed it, but there's my big <laughs> long story. <laughs> so make it that what you want. It's funny because me and Lindsay have kind of intertwined without actually meeting because I've uh, you know filmed Graham at the first Hamden. Okay, oh, yeah. Richard, um, football memories, and obviously the Hamden curator. And I filmed uh, the, the guy that was doing up the second, uh, the Caskin Park, and it was painting oh, and yeah. doing all that. And it was, I've always kind of seen you on Twitter. And it was, a, it was an idea I'd came up with years ago, but I never had the conviction. I never had the time, and I never, yeah. I never thought, thought it all through. Like, yeah. you obviously did. And it's because it, you're right, it was always a kind of football tourism just doesn't work or it hasn't in Scotland because yeah. nobody's made it work, nobody's thought about it enough uh, I'm, to actually yeah, I'm to under go no follow illusion. through it. Aye. Like I'm not the first person to come up with this idea. No, but you're that. the first person to, to, to I'm the first person that, to do it. Um, the actually, community folk now that like somebody could go ahead and start it the morrow, but I'd still I'd still be the first and I'm quite proud of that. Yeah. Um and uh it just made sense to me. I just was a bit like, this is, I think it's when you finally say it to somebody, they're like the classical football tour. Like, aye. It just makes sense. And it would make sense to probably do it in any city in Scotland, really. Like, if you've got the clubs, enough clubs there to do it. It's even your junior circuit. Mate, football tourists are mental. They'll go and see, they want to tick off every single box available. Like, anything you can offer up and there's so many ways like we're pivoting now still um 
don't don't mind talking about it because it's it's definitely going to be a thing. But we're now looking at graveyard tours. Yeah, because there's so many cool stories out there. Of I know it's a bit morbid, but did footballs? It's, the... it's crazy. This this stories that are literally like beneath the surface in Glasgow, and they're so cool. Like, so I literally a few weeks ago went to Cathcart Cemetery, and I'm meeting them again on Saturday. And this is hopefully going to be maybe the first of many, and even if it's just the first and the only one that we do, you've literally got like R.S. McCall. George Petullo, Willie Maley, William Walton buried in the one spot, like in Cathcart Cemetery. It's and, mental. And like, there's so many stories there. What it's leading is somebody to actually guide people to there. Because I've I've done it. I've I've walked around and I found R. S. McCall. Mally's one was so hard to actually find. Yeah. Uh, and the, you know the, the guy was at uh, Sevilla. Um, uh, I can't remember I, the, uh, off the top of my head. I can't remember his name. Uh, Hume uh, Yeah. Hume-Cole. So yeah. it was. But to have somebody who could actually walk around and tell you the stories about these people would be amazing because I, I, I did at the end of uh, the second uh, lockdown I went to like Glenbuck and stuff like that went to oh mate um, how cool is Glenbuck oh, I did amazing. that in lockdown as well and was like because I'd heard about it, well. it and oh mate it's so cool it's but just the atmospheric and you had to, to think I, of it and things like that so I, I get pictures there I get pictures of Kithcart first hand in second hand in all various but I was like we should have more people like you Lindsay showing us these places, telling us yeah. these places. Like we should have more statues of all these people and all the rest of it. Like Andrew Watson, why is there not a statue? Yeah, it's it, it's bewildering, and and that's what we need. We need, we need Glasgow football tours to organically grow to be in Scotland football tours, and we need it. <laughs> I'm saying that time. It's true though. I think I think that. that I'm <laughs> What do you mean? The, the quiz that you lost. A setup, perfectly run quiz, probably. A setup by by there was less corruption in line of duty. That's true. That is true. Uh, you know, I can't wait to go on, on the tour. And, uh, as I say, there's so much. As you and as you say, there's so much to actually expand upon. But yeah. that I, I, I know Graham likes to the, the square mile. That you know, but there is so much in Glasgow as well just to, to, to go from and as you say if people are just going to one stadium they're missing so much they're missing so much I mean it's great enough if they're even going to one but they, they just miss, miss sorry so much richness like this is literally the city where football was properly born and um, like the modern game as we know it like tactics as we know it the passing game as we know it was created in this city Um all the attendance records were set here in Glasgow. You can't even knock that. Like it's it's just incredible. Um, and uh, aye, it's the, the three Hamden walking tour has actually been amazing. I'm so grateful to Graham for literally like coming up with it and <laughs> and giving me a regular bit in the backside to be like, come on, we need to do this, we need to do this. Um, and it's it's been so much fun because. I think a lot of people come on it and think they know about football and they don't. 
<laughs> and that's not being pig-headed. I'm that's like, the po- that's about, like this like, podcast. Aye, that's like this podcast. Uh, it, <laughs> it's the beginning. It's like all this stuff that you will, you know, we always ask them at the start, um, who, who invented football? And we've only really had a Scottish crowd thus far, so most of them go, Scotland. And you're like, if you ask 99.9% of the world, who are they saying? England. And then you kind of want to, you know, ask, you know, why is it you say Scotland? And you're like, ah, well, Queen's Park, one of the oldest clubs, blah, blah. There's such a vagueness to it. And then Graham in the first 20, 30 minutes just goes boof, 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 boof with these absolute solid nail in the coffin facts that you go, oh, that's how we invented a game that's played by billions of people around the world. Like, it's not just this flyaway of like, Oh, well, the SFA were really instrumental. Oh, William McGregor set up the English Football League, which are still big things. But Queen's Park Football Club, legit, every single person um, who follows football around the world absolutely has um, to doff their cap or whatever to Queen's Park Football Club um, because they're just the absolute beginning of the, the whole thing. International football born here because of that football club that's mental and folk will still call them Queen's Park Rangers or something stupid <laughs> it bugs me to, to death man they'll be like that oh, I used to get it hammed in all the time I'd be like that Queen's Park Rangers play here and they're like no um, dish um, the worst one would be if you were at Hamden and someone would go and it was always international tourists um, obviously because if you were British and said this you would get lunched Um it's always international to school. Sir Alex is Scottish. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you get it all the time, man. And because um, literally, it's just English. I saw just foreign people, but remember at Hamden when Fergie was getting announced, and everybody mentioned this to being at Aberdeen in success. Well, Talk about Man U, yeah. and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, true. You forgot about all that. True. It's, I, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Um, and it was funny, we had a f- our first private tour uh, a week on Saturday there, um, and it was an English crowd, and they were brilliant, man. It's actually an organisation called Pedal to the Pitch, so they're trying to encourage fans to get on their bikes to the games and be eco-friendly and stuff. They were a really cool bunch, and lo and behold, of all the teams down south, they were Aston Villa fans, and I was like, yes! Because, again, the Scotsmen people, literally... Uh, were the most successful period like in your club's history and it was just the best it was the best club um that that we could have that we could have got um and um uh, it was fun man it was a really really good group so i uh, long may it continue but there's there's definitely ideas in the pipeline I'd, I'd love to i'd love to push it forward to do stuff on each club in glasgow it's it's in the back of my head. I've got the wheels spinning um, to try and do it. Um, I think that would be really, really cool. Um, but there is already club tours. This is the thing as well. Um, so you're not to tread in toes, but I just think it's important for folk because there's so, even so many things that folk don't know about their own football club. You know, I've taken, when my other work with home fans, I've taken folk, um, I was doing virtual tours around Celtic Park in the pandemic. And my mates would be on it, Celtic fans that I've known for years, and would text me going, wait a minute, what happened in that year? Like, who was, what was that guy's name again? And they scored, like, so many, or whatever it was. And, you know, there's just things that you don't, you don't know unless you know. And um, I think there's always wee things to, 
there's always things that impress me. I don't know it all, and folk come and tell me things, and I'm like, what? Um, and that's just football, and that's storytelling. You can't beat it. There's nothing better. So I just thoroughly enjoy it. It's, it's great. It's just brilliant. I, I found, uh, obviously, with a shameless plug, my book, that uh, people... You got a book, Jeff? I've never mentioned it. Um, so I, I, I found, like, see the ones that I've sold? A lot of people from abroad, abroad have bought, but a lot of the ones in... Cheers, mate. <laughs> This is audio, so people can't. Uh, can't uh, it's not, this is not audio. This is yeah, not people won't see you that. Uh, Jeff, it's someone, it's, someone who hasn't bought your book yet. What's the name? Oh. Of the, name of your book? What, what's the uh, name of your book? Yeah, it's uh, Scotland's Lost Clubs. Um, I didn't like the subject, so uh, <laughs> um, that was my edit. No, um, what I found is people are pure intrigued. A lot of the following ones that I've sold are people that are intrigued by. Not so much the Glasgow scene, but teams just outside Glasgow. So, like, I did, um, like, Camber's Lang, uh, Renton, Baylor Lever, which was a good laugh, uh, Helensburg, with every club and all seven clubs that ever played there, and the Barton Hart. And I found that people were intrigued by the fact that these sort of places had teams. And then there was a guy, uh, I've completely forgot the guy's name, so if you were the person to tweet me, I apologise in advance. But there's a, there a guy who tweeted me to ask, for the directions to like where Renton played. And I know for the fact that the only sign that Renton ever played where they played is a tiny wee post. Is that a tiny wee... Like, you, do you remember the one at Kafka Park? I think it's been replaced. It's, a, it's just that you said third Lanark. They've removed uh, it. It's gone. I don't know when it got moved, but it's, yeah. we were there last week and it was totally kaput. But to be fair, it used to, it had the wrong date in it and it used to <laughs> yeah. ring me up. So. <laughs> we were going to go into that bit. But, yeah. Because uh, there's... The one in Renton, was, there was literally nothing. There was just a little sign saying Renton FC, and that was it. And I think it got removed a few years ago. And I was like, trying to say to people, I was like, uh, Linthouse and Govan, their ground was taken over by Fairfields. But the main road next to Fairfields Dockyard is the centre circle. It is the, it's the, it's the halfway line. And I was like, trying to say to people, I, like, I know that there's now a block of flats on it, but <laughs> they did used to be a team there, I promise you. And uh, I found that like, loads of people are, Lately in particular, I think loads of people are more intrigued by the history. So that my, I've got a book that's due out in a couple of years. That's about teams in Glasgow. And the China concentrate. It's obviously it's really difficult to write about any football, football in Glasgow without mentioning the South. You have to mention them. But you're trying your best to push all these other clubs. Because loads of them have got really good, really good stories. And you're like, you could... I, I think there's, there's something mental, like 20... I'd have to look at my emails because I wrote it out. But there's 27 teams playing in and around Glasgow, if you include really Glen and Camberzang. 27 teams, and Clyde Bank, sorry, Clyde Bank, uh, playing in the city of Glasgow. So wait, well, are we including Rutherglen and Camberzang? Yeah, yeah, the vote went very much to include really Glen and Camberzang. Do you know, that's always a funny <laughs> one for me as well. And I put up a, I do on Twitter, like my little... Um, Teletext fixtures. I actually missed it this week. I get annoyed when I miss it, but I try and do all the fixtures in Glasgow, but in Teletext form. And uh, there was a guy a couple of weeks ago um, who was like, "What about Clay Bank?" Because I think there was a big game happening. I was like, "What's no Glasgow?" <laughs> <laughs> and the likes I got in my tweet, I was like, "It was like clearly some sort of like um, beef with Cam." Not that uh, sorry, no, we Cam's up with Clay Bank. Um, I, you know, I love the bank. Like, I, I'm quite happy <laughs> go to see the Bankies. Um, I went to the what was the first Scottish. Was it the oh who was it they played in the Scottish Cup? My pal got me tickets, that's terrible, I can't mind. But um 
God, was it Elgin last season before they got through the uh, the replay? Ah. The next big one was it Elgin? Yeah, and then they got put out by Alan. Aye, so aye. Um, and it was brilliant, but um, I, they're like, so like, aye, it's outside the Glasgow. I was like, oh. um, I didn't know there was quite quite beef, but I canvas lang's always a funny one with folk, um, whether you're counting it or no. But it's got a G postcode though. I see. Yeah. I know this. So, yeah. so I'm I'm from oh, Rutherglen. <laughs> I'm from Rutherglen, right? So, but technically, when I was born in 1984, it was part of Glasgow. So I'm Glaswegian by that defect. But then again, it moved out <laughs> Glaswegian again. by buff. So, exactly. <laughs> yes. that, but that's it. Scott, did you say by you defect? Well, like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you. By, I by default, that's what I meant default. to say. Obviously, not defect. Although maybe it is a defect. I don't know. Maybe it is. But it's a weird one because for most of my life, it's not been part of Glasgow. So it's, it's a total stranger. I don't know why, but I'm imagining it's the same. We we had a bit of COVID outbreak in the house today, so I'm filling in for PCRs. And now you get that that question that makes you sweat, but it's like. Scottish or British, and you're like, oh, <laughs> can just imagine you sweating there, like the the Glasgow. Yeah, exactly. No, I, do, I, don't, like, I say I say Glasgow, oh. but it's uh, I'm always the Rutherglen as well, so that's quite weird. Rutherglen's Town's one that closest to the six, aren't I? Uh, like, I mean, see, see, actually, just when you were talking about renting there, we I always talk about them when we get to Catherine <laughs> because of the the championship of the United Kingdom in the world, which is probably a story now that most folk know because it's been told a million times, but you still get folk that, that don't know about it. Um, but basically, I go on from, from that story to talk about the right-back who played on the day. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm always funny about giving away my stories because I always think... Lindsay, you, you need people to buy tickets to come in your tour. So, oh, can t- so they end up I, coming on I know, I know and being like, we've had this. We've had the story after. Um, after. I, no, 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 I don't mind telling this one. This is my whole line. Although <laughs> I like, remember, like I was, a, a comedian telling, telling us like their best <laughs> punchline. Yeah. This like, is a tease. This is a tease to get us in. tell us the best one. Tell us the best one. This is by far the best one. But I always think, there's always things that you think, people walk away and go, how did we not know that? Like, why is this not like like all the other papers not every week but I mean it should have been mentioned but basically in that game the World Championship West Brom versus Renton Renton win the game um, and at Taunton Park they had the, the sign pure narcissistic as uh, Renton FC champions of the world right <laughs> it was, it was kind of like a World Series Super Bowl type thing you know they think that they're world champions um, but anyway by the by the, the right back for Renton that day was a guy called Andrew Hanna and I won't go into the full ins and outs of that, but basically West Brom really liked the look him. So they signed them up. He got homesick, came back home. And uh, lo and behold, the newly formed Everton Football Club, the, the lure of professionalism, too big. He goes down, plays for Everton. Wins them their first um, first ever title. Um, wins the well, the first division title, I believe it was called then. So you're equivalent of your Premier League um, nowadays. And um, he was the first captain of the football club. So that's great in itself, as it is. He then goes back to Renton, and in that time, um, there's the split between Everton and Liverpool, because I don't know how many folk know that, but the reason um, Liverpool were basically born out of Everton. Everton used to play their football at Anfield, moved out because of disagreements, um, formed Goodison as a new ground. And I think his name's William Barclay. I'm pretty sure he was the chairman at the time who owned Anfield, was like, well, I've got this park, need a new football club. Liverpool were formed. Their first ever team is known as the team of Max, because it was all Scotsmen. And your man, Andrew Hanna, who was Everton's first captain, and the right back, 
uh, then becomes Liverpool FC's first captain and wins them their first trophy. So the only guy to ever captain both Everton and Liverpool Football Club and also was the first captain of Everton and Liverpool Football Club was a Scotsman from Renton called Andrew Hanna. And that starts all the way through Catherine Park to Mersey. Mental. See, see how you're saying about <laughs> Redden doing that stuff with the signs, Josh. You'll know this one probably as well. Hogford won the Amateur Cup and the Junior Cup and they put up a sign saying Homer two cups or something like that. They've still got it. <laughs> they, won, they won it bloody about seven years ago. Uh, like to be I, obviously, obviously, John, uh, that's obviously still a bit of a, a sore one for you because that was probably one of the only years we were Talbot, didn't they win it? Well, aye. <laughs> so I, I'd imagine every time you pass that side, you sit, you know, like, <sighs> okay, see on the back of it though. Like to be fair, a bit of banter, Talbot then just put up Talbot, home of many trophies. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Did they actually do that? That's pure shit house. Oh, I. Yeah. See, just just because it's we were talking about expectations and things about growing the the tour and such. The other John, we'll call him the other John. So I call him something nasty. He always calls me something horrible. What do we call him? Still calls me bad John. He's the only one I think that calls me it. What should we go for? No, I don't know him. But what team does John uh, support? Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Same as him, So go for it. Fill your books. Like, there's no prize, <laughs> but I always get the bad nicknames like F Bomb John, Bad John. I refer to the other John as JB. I'm, I'm, that's actually my nickname. That's probably his nickname as well. He's, <laughs> it's just confusing. He's the same <laughs> like, it's oh. like we, we always do, used to do a thing. I, it's John. I, all right, brilliant. We've got another John Caron podcast, which is Sunday. We could call him something different. Begins with B, and you're like, all right, okay. Who's the support? Aberdeen, right, okay. Where does he stay? Or oh, west of Scotland. Well, you can That's... narrow that down, then, can you not? Know? Ah, yeah, no, we could have done But then I became, uh, was it Bad John? I became, no, F-bomb John, because I used to like having spell up. I, I, I didn't mind that one. Then I became Bad John. Then it was Bad Joke John. So I feel John needs a new nickname. I, like I don't know him, right, so I'm not going to be unkind, but... Every time I hear the word Aberdeen, I immediately go jelly bean. So that's that's going to be what I call him. And it's the same initials. Same initials as well. If I see him out and about, it'll be jelly bean. All right, jelly bean. Are you still, that's the, maybe is still you. in the primary primary school? Ah, that? that's definitely primary. Because it's just this the immediate, as soon as I see Aberdeen, it's like jelly bean. Because I've got a mate who's a Rangers fan, and like we'll be clearly drinking. Rangers are playing Aberdeen, and we get in a bit of aggro with each other, and always it comes out with. Aberdeen, Aberdeen, carry kick a jelly bean. You're like, yeah. where Aye. are we? Primary school? Aye, yeah. immediately. Do you know, talking about primary school and football and whatever else, I actually just retweeted the day uh, somebody put up a photo of, uh, remember you used to play football like in the wee like, indoor gym or something like that and it, they would just flip the wooden bench on its side? Mm-hmm. Oh, remarkable. See, when I seen that photo there, I literally was so happy. The noise, if you just, oh, like right along the ground, Battled it off the, the wood. Oh, brilliant. Happy I'm going into other territories here uh, with the sport again, right? But the, and uh, maybe this was an, I don't know if this was a, an Ayrshire thing, right? But see, when I was at school, right, we used to play a, a sport, right, called heady handball. Has anybody ever heard of that? No? No. So yeah. the, basically, yeah. the object so the object of the game 
it was a strange game. It was it was so it was a it was a strange a bit of a bizarre game where the, the PE teachers would put down two crash mats, right? So they'd put down no four crash mats. <laughs> so it's like getting started to the teachers yeah, exactly. are putting crash mats. <laughs> they put down, they put down right, a crash mat on the floor that the goalie stood on, right? And a crash mat behind it standing up, right? So that acted as the goal, right? Now the aim of the game was obviously to score as many goals, right? Boys could only score goals with their head, and the girls could use their hands, right? But the the uh, and and uh, aside from that, the rules were pretty much the same as like netball or basketball, and it was absolutely amazing. If any listeners out there remember this game, please get in touch with us. What school did you go to? What school did you go to, Josh? I went to Greenwood Academy. I think this is a Greenwood Academy only game. I don't think it's even near Ayrshire. We went went back, after we left school, when we were like in our early 20s, we went back at night to the school, because the school's a a KA campus as well. We went and we played it. We we managed to get uh, 10 folk for five or six, and it was amazing. I've been wanting to get a league going for years. Or was it just like, no, just if someone gets injured, tough luck? Say that again. Did you still manage to get the crash mats? Well, mate, the crash mats, the crash mats saved a lot because the, the goalie had to be quite athletic. It, it was it would be it's ideal for like a kind of continental keeper type, you know, um Take, uh, like, saves in that. Right, okay. Oh, I forgot. I never even asked the question that John was going to ask. We just were trying to get a nickname for him. So, Jelly Bean. We're talking Jelly Bean. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to be nasty. The guys can be. Uh, you know. I think Jelly Bean's all right. Right. So, his question was on the back of great feedback and media exposure, what are your expectations in terms of getting more people doing the tour in 2022? To be honest, like, we smashed it last year. We, we, hit, we hit over 100. Um, that was my goal for last year. I do one every season. I call it a season. I know it's a year, but it's football in it. Um, I wanted to reach out to over a hundred, and I felt like I well did that. We we did that with the tours alone, but I also set up the YouTube channel in that, which is always terrifying and scary, but it's also quite fun. But um, so that's been good. Um, I also do. I've been talking about it, so if I say it officially now, I kind of have to do it, didn't I? But I've been humming and hawing about doing a podcast. I'd really like to do one. Um, it'd have the same name, likely, as my YouTube channel, which is Football Makes Glasgow, which is obviously a wee spin on the People Makes Glasgow. Um, and uh, I, I would just like kind of people either connected to football. Glasgow base would be ideal, but, you know, any sort of um, connection would be cool just to talk about the game and just to tell stories. But... Um, I just want folk to enjoy it. Honestly, any time I turn up and somebody's liked something or retweeted something or engaged in some sort of way, I get an absolute buzz about it. Um, I would love, and this is a long-term thing, like, I think um, I do have a lot of ambition for it, but it's like, this is what I want to be doing when I'm retired and 50, 60 year old. I've, I've, uh, this isn't me going. I need to smash this in my twenties, and I want to be. I want to quit my job in two years' time. If that happens, that's cool. But it's it's no the aim. I I just enjoy this. I need this for my mental health, like more than anything, um, because I just love telling stories, and I get a proper buzz off it. Um, and it's cool doing stuff like this as well. Like I wouldn't be doing this. Say a typical 
Monday night if I was now in the football community just being passionate about what I'm passionate about. That's it's a pure crap line, but you know what I mean. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's like it's Pass just one good. of those things. Um, it's um, you get plucked up to do random things like being on BBC Sport, just dropping that. But it was great. It was it was so nice to just even be asked. Um, so I think it's always just it's all that stuff. Um, but anytime, even getting that private tour the other week, and it was the first one we'd ever done. I was like, that's amazing, and it's down in England as well. So it just shows you the like with social media, how far it can reach out to folk. Um, so I, um, I'm i just really glad and grateful for anybody that um, comes along and engages with us. And to be honest, it, it does sound a bit pick-headed, but I know they're going to enjoy it. Like I just know they're going to enjoy it. This, the, and it's no, per se, for me and Graham, it's, these stories are just brilliant. It's a page-turner. <laughs> it's a walking talking page turner is what it is and folk will just enjoy it and if you can it honestly just makes me happy if you can let them enjoy their Saturday morning or Friday night or Sunday afternoon whatever it is um, and just have that bit of time to enjoy a wee bit of chat about football it's great but I, it'd be it's just cool and I've got a passion for the city as well so anybody that comes to the city I'd love them to be coming along to this because to me Anytime I go to a city, I'm going searching for the football ground because I just think it epitomises everything about the city. Um, and that's, it's even better if you've got two, three or four different because it's there's so many different sides to a city. There's so many different, um, like the West End's so different from the East to the North to the South. Um, so you just get this whole different wave of cultures. I think it's the I think it's one of the best ways to see a city. If um, even if you're not a football person, I think it just epitomises everything you need to know about the the cultural space that you're in, no matter where you're in the world. I'm glad you're on talking about being on BBC Scotland because is it true that Scott that Erin has been poached by Report in Scotland? No, oh, I, I heard that she was on Report in Scotland yesterday. Eh? Was that talking about the? The fateful Stephen Glass news, eh? I'm assuming so. I don't know. Pies, maybe? Well, pies? Uh, was it no more? Was there no macaroni pies? Or was it not good enough at Fur Park? Is that... Ch- chicken curry. We see the half. Was eaten... it chicken curry? We see the half, e- the... half eaten pie. Half eaten. Uh, we should. But I was going to quickly say, let's say, is it still, you still do dog ones as well? Where they can bring. Yeah. Yes. I think that's, again, you've kind of hit the vibe of, you know, I mean, I'm. In the south side of Glasgow, so you've hit the vibe there because there's yeah. so many people who want to do stuff with their dogs. Yep. And what's the difference? Is it just more fun when the dogs are there? <laughs> it's just more, I think, it's just because it's a walking tour. It just made sense. Like So that was kind of my idea to Graham. And I wanted to make sure he was comfortable because some people are not dog people. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I was like, like, what do you think? And I said, we'll just run it the way like a pub does. So it's like three barks and you're out. So we kind of turned it into two yellows and a red. And I've never had to do it yet, but I mean, if they did get really disruptive, I think, to be honest, they would probably just want to scoot off and not yeah. make a scene. Um, but most folk will know their dogs. I know I couldn't take Elvis because he's, he's an attention seeker. Like, he'd want to be around people and getting cuddles and all the rest of it, so it wouldn't work for me. But a lot of people know that their dogs are, like, quite timid, they're quite placid, they're just, like, really, really calm and not bothered. Um, and just bring them along and it just made sense because it's outdoors so walk for an hour and a half two hours we get fun out that I get cool 40s and I just want to talk to all the dogs because that's I just love dogs 
Um, and I, I think it just makes it more kind of like family friendly and maybe a wee bit coupley and stuff as well. Like a lot of couples just have dogs and you don't want to leave the puppy in for two hours on a Sunday or Saturday. So just bring them, you know. Um, and I, it's not a requirement, by the way, you can come on a dog friendly tour without a dog, but it just kind of left that window open. Um, I, I just love it when they come on, to be fair. They're, they're so great. <laughs> I, always, I always like your, your, your photographs when you do take out with the games uh-huh. like you went to Mary Howell and stuff like that and it's just because uh, I've mm-hmm. got a Cocker Spaniel puppy and I've not been able to take out to a game yet but hopefully Pollock at some point but, uh, oh nice one uh, yourself see I'm North Glasgow I was trying to reach out I'm trying to do a few more that are kind of a wee bit um, further afield like we went to St Anthony's that's probably the furthest we've done uh, when was that January I think um, but we're North play. Glasgow, so I walk him along the canal and we get to Mary Hill. And so it means he's pretty knackered by the time he gets there. But it was funny, actually, we were there a few weeks ago. And um, you know how Mary Hill's got kind of like the big wall, like it's all yeah, sort of walled it's all around yeah. the top. So I kind of pull him away from the crowd because, as I say, they're eating pies and he's like, oh, I'll have a bit of that. Do you know what I mean? So I just kind of take him into a quiet corner and um, he puts his paws up in the wall and all that. and and um, he was just standing there like we paused up on the wall like watching the corner um ball get put away got cleared all the rest of it up the park and the goalie turned and he was like he's brilliant man my dog would have been on the park <laughs> and it was just dead funny like in the middle of this like junior game everybody's pure clatter on one another like and um, he was like, oh, he's smashing my... What's his name? I'm like, mate, do you know what I like? Oh, watch, <laughs> watch what's going on in front of you. But it's kind of good, man. Like, he gets... Um, he does enjoy it. He kind of enjoys being out. He really liked it in the summer. I think him still being a puppy when we're out and about and it's peanut and he's like, oh, like, I'm bored with this. And he loses his focus. But in the summer, man, we were walking to Mary Hill. He was getting there and he was flat out. He was absolutely done. So it was kind of... I was able to chill out and watch the game because he was done in. I filmed at Maryhill and uh, one of their club legends comes and he's got two big huge dogs and he stands behind the goal. Mate, he lives in Milton. He stays for about 20 minutes just gets everybody's adulation and everybody talks to his dogs and all that and then he leaves. So he's just part of his day. I don't know. What's his name again? Is it Pat or something? Oh, it's going to annoy me. Um, that would be good if he's got a dog. He's like, you like to pat dogs, don't you? I, I know, it would be, it would be good. Um, Elvis actually doesn't get on with those Great Danes because they always go up to the, literally, I swear, he literally walks the dogs like a yard sticks with it from my house um, in this like fenced off area. And I think it's because Elvis can't get to them. Like he likes to go up and talk to them. And I think he just can't compute that. Why are those big guys behind the fence? So the two of them end up, they all end up barking at one off through this fence. Um, but aye, they're lovely. He's, he's had Great Danes for years and he drives them about in this little, like, what's like, it's like a bluey kind of van thing. Um, and in, I'm pretty sure he stays in a flat in Milton somewhere. And I'm like, I, I, I'm always amazed because they are big guys. Like, the, oh, these are horses. Yeah, like, I'm huge. five foot two. That's a horse to me. Like, he's at least a big <laughs> guy, but they are huge. I think he's actually got three of them, by the way. Does he get three? I'm pretty sure he's got another right. one now. I'm, I'm sure there's three of them. Um, but big, gentle giants. But he always used to, he used to come to, because he's always he's always had great things. My dad knows him. I wish I could remember his name. Because um, he used to come to St. Ambrose, St. Ambrose Primary, to watch us all play in the ash pitch. And the dogs would big massive things and I was even tinier then so they were probably bigger than me um, and they would stand with him and watch the game 
brilliant. Yes, yes, I, 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 know exa- I know exactly who you're talking about. I just kind of... Anytime I'm filming any of the juniors uh, doing a, like a community video for supporters direct, I always look for dogs. It's just, it makes the video for me just to have a wee dog looking at the game. I know, you can't beat it. We go to like Glasgow Perthshire is probably my clo- that is my closest one to be fair. Um, I've never taken Elvis to Ashfield because you can't really go around the track. Like You end up going up to the stand, so I've never really taken there, but uh, he likes Perthshire and they love him. Every time I go in, like, there he is. I don't even think they know my name, but they know him. He's <laughs> 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 a local celeb. Um, and he, he actually got a free pie the other week because I'd bought him a pie. He's a wee bandit, right? So I went and bought my pie. And then I went back in to get a cup of tea at halftime. And uh, the guy um, behind the, the counter was like, oh, and brilliant, you're back. I was going to come out and give you it. And I was like, what's he talking about? He'd burnt the bottom of it. So he's like, that's for the wee man. I was like, are you bamming me up? Um, so that was him. Had the absolute squits for the rest of the day because he got two steak pies at the football. Um, but I, he's a local celeb. But the juniors is great, man. I don't even know if we can call it the juniors anymore. It's oh, all changing yeah, that now. But I still, I just still maintain the juniors. I, I, it's a habit. I can't really break it, to be honest. But Josh, what yeah. do you think? Whatever, call it, stop calling it the juniors. Always, always the juniors. Always junior, junior football. It's, it's, and it's never, ever going to be anything different for me. I know it's, you know, non-league and, and you know, all that. That's what people want to call it. It's always going to be juniors. 100%. And your game was they played on Saturday? No, two weeks with the two two weeks I went without football, two whole weeks. Um, my uh, I I I go to the football with my dad actually, uh, John, and uh, he messaged me asking me if I wanted to go to the Talbot game instead. Um, have a look at them, and I, I messaged them back saying, "Why would I want to give them money?" Well, you'll be giving money surely in a couple of weeks because we're playing each other. I at Meadow Park. No, in the league, and then we played the uh, rearranged. Oh, right, okay. Other yeah. game. Yeah, Aye. yeah. Um, I, well, I was at the Talbot game on Saturday against Pollock. Two top teams, fine contest, and we did edge it. So it's looking good. Five games in hand, eight points behind. So I'm we'll see what happens. Pollock, uh, Pollock made a hill this weekend actually, because I was looking at it thinking I might take the dog. I like Pollock. Good setup. It's the Kelly yeah. Kelly Pie Cup, is it Yeah. <laughs> Aye, I think so. Like that. By the way, genuinely, I think this this might just be a like one of the urban myths. I think the winners get like three pies for a year. <laughs> I want it to be true. Likely. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine three pies for a year? I wish I was to be fair. The ideal. Yeah. We could put a team together. We've got new tops, by the way. I don't know if we can see this again, but. I know, but it's like it's like see when you get the signing for a death and all that type of thing. Like we can describe what's happened. Do that then, but don't just lift your t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? There's people here they can see. Lindsay's got new taps. Can you all see that? Lindsay's not seen them. So they will be in the post. Folk that have ordered them out of the podcast team. I will get them to you at some point. So they're nice. You you had a. Oh, aye, because I seen you were at a Sabuto in Lindsay, and you had tops. Special yes, tops. Saturday. I, uh, Marco. So, um, I know Gareth um, from Flix to Kicks, Flix for Kicks. Oh, I hope I get that right. Um, so he basically is so cool. By the way, see if you don't follow, you should follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Um, he basically builds all these really cool Sabuto tables. Um, so 
he told me the, about the international tournament in Glasgow like ages ago, sometime last year. And uh, he was like, it'd be really cool if we could get the guys on a tour. So I was like, aye, mate, just let me know. Then the closer we got to it, um, the numbers were kind of depleting a bit. They usually sell out, like, the Normandy. Like, it's honestly so popular. Yesterday, it was at the, the British Legion in Knightswood. Um, and it was still mobbed. There was there was Wolves, a Wolves surreal club. Uh, guys from all over England, to be honest. Um, but usually they, they pull in, like, a German crowd, Dutch crowd, Italian crowd. Um, but it was so good. Cool. I've never played it really since I was probably about seven. And when I say I played, it was probably like a Christmas day, my brother's subutual set, and then I never played with it again. Um, so it was all new, but it's actually a pure buzz. Like, I honestly, I kind of was going along thinking, oh, we'll see what this is like. I might, I might, I might you know, get a wee bit bored. Because like, it's 30 minutes again, by the way, it's 15 minutes and a half. And I was like, oh, that's pure long, isn't it? The time goes like that. You literally don't even realise. I was clicking my fingers there. I don't know if you said that, but it goes pure rapid. I'm surprised um, you can still click your fingers if it's half an hour again. Cause... I know. Mate, I know. The, I was okay. I was okay today. My, my back was sore. Pure bending air all the time. But my, my family were pure laughing at me last night. So I was like, oh, my back's killing me. And they were like, Lindsay, you're playing to Like, it wasn't the fives, you know what I mean? I'm like, it was strenuous. You were playing to out the crew here. Scott. Yeah, I played a bit. I played yeah. once a Glasgow tournament at one stage. Right? Nice. Josh. I didn't do very well. <laughs> Mad in the Glasgow tournament. No, I played three games yesterday and lost all three. Played a 12 year old from down south who was shit hot. So never good. Played, never played kids at Eden. <sighs> no. Unbelievably good. I was like, none of the guys, like experienced guys, wanted to play on. I was like, I sure. I'll play on no bother. It was literally my third game ever. <laughs> that 12-year-old was going, yes, I've got a gimme here. Oh, f- Do you know what? She was so sound as well. She was like coaching me through it. Well, absolutely. Like She was definitely taking it easy on me and still won 5-0. I, 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 it wasn't good at all. And I kept saying yesterday, because you need to get into like the shooting area. So it's like four quarters, basically, to like so you can hit a shot. Um, and I kept calling it the end zone. And they were like, Lindsay, gonna like gonna stop doing that. Like this is pure serious. And I was like, ah, well, it's kind of like an end zone in it. And they were like, no, stop doing that. And I was like, right, okay. I think um, again, really... they say there that Lindsay, when she was saying that, covered her microphone as if she was whispering. I know. Which... I don't know if it came across that way at all, but <laughs> uh, it probably didn't. I just looked like an absolute dafty. But um, I, I was like, oh, it's just Super Bowl the night, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going with the theme. But they were getting uh, mad rage about it, and I was like, oh, shooting area. Um, but it was great fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, um, and I we did the video. I was there a few weeks ago, just for the first time, going to see them. Every Monday night, they meet up to play Sabuto. I honestly think it's magic. I just think that's such a nice thing, like, to literally meet up with your pals and just play a game. Um, it, it, and they're brilliant. It's a really, really good laugh. It's just such a random thing today. Um there's, there's something pure self-care about it. I don't know what it is, but I was like, I just think that's pure. It's like going back to absolute childhood childhood nostalgia. It's like uh, Josh getting his pals together and getting the craft mats out <laughs> and going, come on. It is, but in it, it's like something that you did like since you were like, a kid and bringing it back and grown men doing it. I, I think it's class. I um, think certainly the, the thing with the lockdown stuff, so all this stuff's coming back. All this retro stuff is, you know, I mean, I, I spent a I made a fortune and spent a fortune with wee football Corinthian figures and stuff, but you know, I haven't I'd actually probably really liked place a beauty again. Let's, yeah, let's do it ourselves. Just, 
Melita, so Melita, a wee game between us. I've got it. I've got it. I had loads, loads of teams. I had like so much about your stuff. And obviously, did you ever go to Castle? Did you ever go to Castle Cash and Carry? No, I remember that. I used to get most of mine from near Hamden, and it was loads of teams. Sucky Hog Street. I used to get them from Sucky Hog Street. Was it John Mendy at the time? Yeah, the teams and House of Fraser's in the toy. Oh my God. You walked in there and they had Sabutio teams. You had teams you'd never heard of. It's another one of those things like, see when folk ask you, how do you know these places? It's because of football. And like, you would yeah. go, because you're a wee guy. This is before you're watching European games. You're going in and you're like, you're just looking at the cool strips and going, I'll have that one. I'll have that one. And then you would have it on the back. It would say, this team can be about four different teams. <laughs> four different, And yeah. then you're planning all your games you can play, getting tournaments. Every, all the boys are coming up and all your pals are coming up. And you've got the wee scoreboard. Did you have anyone have the scoreboard? Yeah, scoreboard. The corner folk. I had the corner yeah. folk as well. The wee shy folk, the ones, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the cameraman, Magic. obviously. Magic. <laughs> Brilliant. Aye. I was like, no, the dark. Was was the dark fell with it. No, this was a wee cat. I know. Oh, fuck's sake. Surely you could tell I was delivering that in a. No, I can't, eh? Because your jokes are right. So it just sounds like it's normal. That's a sarcasm. meeting. No. Anybody get the let me joke? No. Just me. Just me. Sorry, guys. Bring the twins in again. Are you too young for us about it, Because it kind of went away. But I. Aye, aye. Uh, well, well, I, I, I do remember having a Sabutio mat and all that when I was a wee boy, but I was too young to actually appreciate like, or even know how to play it because I think I might have been about four or five. No, you uh, called it a mat for a start, so that's you right out. It's a pitch. Aye, right. Aye, aye. 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 I, I'm, no, I, no, I, no, two, no. Two, but by my, by my era, that was when FIFA it was starting, Playstations and all that, and you would just, you know, that would be the way you would play football. Aye, Aye Jeff, did you? Uh, you got as well? I, no, no, I've got an Aston Villa team, but I didn't ever play it that often because I have a really short temper. And all the Birmingham <laughs> players like broken. Oh, oh, that was I, I used to prop a pink little, because <laughs> never used to be anything. No, but I used to get rage when you used to stand on them. You ping it across the room. Oh, no, no. I had a table. Like, I, 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 did you play on the floor? I, 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 used, to, I used to get on a dining table, like, basically, I tell the family. Aye. Aye. Boys around, it's on the, on the dining I, table. You we go. would do that. Aye. You had to add, bench. like, the extra part to the table. Aye, like, Split the thing apart. Aye. aye. Then put it up. It's like, it's like, it's like going to be, it's like going to be, there's a slope. Because the bit in the middle, the uh-huh. was like a little bit raised. <laughs> putting beer mats under the table. They were doing that yesterday, actually. It was pure old school, putting beer mats under. One of them had like a... That was another thing. They were like, it was a slope. I was like, oh my God. It's like proper, serious. Uh, international tournament. Do you know what I found out as well? So we were literally sitting there gabbing away about it. And I was like, guys, this is brilliant, man. Like, I'm, I'm really enjoying my day. And um, I was like, here, some of them in here are really, really good, buddy. And they were like, oh, some of them them are playing Champions League and I was like excuse me <laughs> there's a Champions League there's a Europa League and there's a World Cup it's in Rome this year or next year one of the two I can't mind if it's this year or next year I was like uh, what mind blown they've got a Champions <laughs> League for FIFA oh like, aye but I would kind of expect that with all the e- esports and all the rest of it but so but, you know, I was like uh, that's amazing 
um, class. I thought it was so cool. It'll not be me right enough. I'm, I'm miserable with it, but aye, you can dream. You can always dream. Right. See, just because I mentioned beef, view from the terrace, I like it. They were mentioned about beef winning pie of the year. I've been with them about these pies for ages. So that's them official. They've gone big time. Everyone should be known about these pies now. Scott, I, have you been yet? You're, no, that, I was meant to go. I was meant to go two weeks ago, and then the, we got a car, and it kind of got delayed. Pick up the car and stuff like that. I was gutted because I've still to get down there and actually have that pie. Because oh, every time I see somebody posting it on social media, whether it's you or somebody else, I'm just throttling at the mouth to get. See, I was got. We were supposed. To, we were planning our trip to go, but I couldn't make it because of something that happened. Um, so I missed out on my my Balmoral pies, which are just. My God! What? Gosh, I, oh, you just you, said Balmoral pies. Like what's what's uh, so chicken, great about chicken, chicken and haggis? Like just uh, the, Josh, you had them. Tell me you've had them. Uh, I've never actually ate one, mate. Um, I mean, I mean, me being a staunch Republican, uh, Balmoral. You know, it's just isn't it really? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not really. Any, any, but I have. Seen, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, obviously, but but I have seen. I've never had one. Staunch Republican. To be fair, they don't call them Balmoral pies, but traditionally chicken and haggis, like Balmoral. So. What do they call them? Chicken and haggis. <laughs> oh, right. I thought they had like a club name or something. Like, oh, some, like, honestly. The like, beef pie. I don't know. You need to go. Don't Don't the dog. Got, You've just got to be careful, John, because when, when you do get the pies, as you mentioned, if you drop your pie, then it's going to roll away down the hill. Exactly, aye. So, are we too early for an ad? It's Valentine's Day. I did want to do this. Right, so some folk have sent poems. Now, for those that are on the podcast, you know about the promo. Manscaped, right? So what better to show your love than you've got a Manscaped poetry? Now, before I tell the ones that we've had sent in, Josh... You're usually good with a wee promo. Have you come up with a poem? Uh, if you've not, don't worry. I, do you know what? Well, I haven't come up with a manscaped poem, mate. Uh, but if you'll give me a couple of minutes, I will come up with one uh, for, for this, uh, for, for Valentine's Day. Right, okay. I, I'm going to go with one that I've done, right? That I, I don't know. I'll end up fucking up. Just standard, right? So I'm going to go for it. There was a young man called Josh who had a bit too much dosh. He upgraded his lawnmower. Now he's got a grower. And his girlfriend goes, oh my gosh. The best oh. bit is your reaction to your own poem. That's the best bit of it the whole thing, by the way. Nobody oh. can even see that. So it's... I was pleased with that one. I was pleased with that. Relative. Relatively. I um, it's, um, Do you know something, John? It was a good effort. I try. I like, yes. I try. I like to try, right? I like to try. And to be, what I thought, I thought, I'll be self-deprecating. I'll go first. It can only get better. Scott, did you come up with any? Let's uh, jot it down this, this one quickly. Right. Roses are red, violets are blue. Keep your private stay day with Manscaped. John showed me his and made me spew. That's what <laughs> I came up with. Right, okay. Okay, the horse. We call it the, the horse. horse. Is that the horse? horse next, after, like, you actually mentioned earlier on. So, um, right, so I, the horse I like that. Made me right, I decent, decent. Jeff, did you come up with any uh, the author? 
poems, poems, lyrics, whatever. Most of my poems are offensive, to be fair. Aye, no, that's uh, the one. I go offensive. <laughs> oh, it's fine. No, no, it's not. It's uh, roses are red, violets are blue. If you're hairy down below, manscaped for you. Yep, yep, yep. So, aye, Chris went for something kind of similar, didn't he? Is that one? Did you just copy Chris's? He's entered no. privately. No, no, I know, but Chris did put his in the chat. And then I went really? Copy Chris's what? Are we still talking about manscaped? Uh, well, it could be. <laughs> could be his design. So Chris went for roses. Roses are red, violets are blue. I've saved my balls, especially for you. See, I've got our sponsors in it. Well, exactly, yeah, you have. Um, like Erin, Erin's been, it was Erin that like kind of was bigging this whole thing up. She sent me three, she sent me three poems, right? So I think she's been working on for about a month. Now we should remember everybody, SFF podcast, capital letters, 20% off. Free shipping, any product. So, errands are, roses are red, there's love in the air. Try Manscaped products to remove unwanted hair. Decent. It's actually pretty decent. Not offensive. I, I, I like offensive, though. I do like when they're a bit rude. Um, roses are red. Who knows who you'll meet? So, check out Manscaped and keep things looking neat. Right. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, roses are red, love is blooming. Check out Manscaped, the best in men's grooming. I think she thought it was a competition, too. If you understand, <laughs> she sent me a few. Um, she's kept them really clean as well. They always tell who the, who the nicer people in the podcast are, and it's no us. Um, I, I did, I did kind of try and go for a football one, but my first one was like canned, but I'll, I'll go for it. I, I don't care. Roses are red, hips playing green. Use a shaving machine for your hairs to never be seen. That, 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 was, that, that, mate, that was actually definitely better than your first yeah, effort. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. I enjoyed that one. The first, effort, the first effort was bordering on uh, uh, inappropriate, but uh, I mean, that, that, was, uh, that, was, that was more of a Kingsley friendly one. Aye, Josh, but you know that inappropriate is what I do best. Um, John Bleasdale, other John, he went for get a manscaped razor to trim your bow hair. Then apply some ball hair to make sure they're not sore. It's all right. Yep. You fluffed the lines probably didn't help it. No, no. Did we have any others? Not you a man. Not a manscape one, but a football one. A football you don't one. get fluffed lines with manscape by the way. So that's another. Exactly. Yeah, definitely don't. Totally clean. Totally clean. So the missus didn't go for a manscape promo, but she went for a football poetry one. She went for, my team is red, your team is blue. Be glad we're not St. Johnson because they don't have a clue. That's yeah, topical, yes. Yep, which I right in there. Good, right? uh, it's where I get most of my best. Just with Stephen Glass. He doesn't have a clue either by the sounds of it, so you could have just tweaked it. I did say she could have used that body, but it wouldn't have rhymed with what she did, maybe. It does uh, rhyme with, can he kick it again? Well, we well could we come up with Lindsay? Uh, we're putting you in the spot here, but you've 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 heard some of the efforts. You reckon you could come up with a wee? I mean, I quite like the, the football ones, but um, I was trying to write something down there. So I, if you've not got nothing know. yet, you can come, you can bring it later. I'm trying to one. think if it rhymes. Well, I doesn't need to rhyme. Doesn't need to rhyme poetry actually. Uh, true. Okay, we'll go with a football one then. This is my best that I've had in like well, 
just came up with it. The dons are red. They sacked Mr. Glass. Use Manscape. Get rid of that hairy ass. <laughs> I like it. I like it. There we go. Probably we'll the best one. I got in Aberdeen and Mr. Glass, which Aye. is decent. I like Mr. Glass. <laughs> uh, no, I think that was good. It's a like smashing day. So, yeah, good effort, I think. I think we, we, we've all can call ourselves ports now. I'm pretty disappointed, right? I asked Ross, like another <laughs> off, off, well, he, he says he's going to be an author. Um, <laughs> he never came back with anything. Uh, it's true. So, pretty disappointing, yeah. to be honest. But yeah, yeah. SFA podcast, capital letters, 20% free shipping, and then get involved. I've been trying to, John, I've been trying to work, I've been trying to for the past five minutes work in, work in my one. Right. Um, and and I've just been trying to get it to rhyme, but I'm just going to go with what I've got written down. Cool. So it's no Manscaped, though. It's nothing to do with Manscaped. Right, okay, I've just okay. been wanting to get this into, I've just been wanting to get this into a Valentine's poll. Go, go. Is it Rose, No, no, no. Roses are red. It's one year on since Neil Lennon's Dubai press conference. It was political in his opinion. Aye, George, George you're, doing, he loves you're, you're doing the same he as me. He loves the Dubai. He loves you're, the Dubai. You're doing the same as me. Your favourite woman in the history of Scottish football is my favourite woman. Yeah, I think you laughed more at your own the other than I did at the first one. Like that, but that's, If you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Right, Stephen Glass. Oh, that, I didn't even mean that. <laughs> I didn't even mean that. But that, well, that's smashing. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So, who's surprised and who's not? Uh, I don't think anyone's really surprised. But sure, Stephen Glass over the Miller. So no one, no one surprised at all. I, I, I'm, su- I'm su- surprised in a sense. Um, I, th- I think a lot of there is two. There's two sides of it, John. I think a lot of people felt that you know, in the standard world of football, now he was on a sugarly peg. But then a lot of people felt he was untouchable because of his personal relationship with Dave Cormack. And the fact that he's, he's you know, you look at the data, though, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, he's, he's, he's so, do you know, he's, he's been on Radio Scotland, he's been on all these kind of various outlets, defending him to the hilt. And, you know, it almost like Steve, it's almost been, I felt, for Dave Cormack, you know, Stephen Glass was like a hill that he was going to die on, do you know? Um, so I, I'm surprised that he's went in that sense, but yeah, look at the data. The results weren't there. Um, the end, the end of the day, Cormac is an owner of a football club, and it becomes you know the biggest kind of stakeholders. Should all of a football club should always be the fans, and whether or not they're always treated that way is debatable. But it's not debatable. Sometimes or not, but. As a business model, he couldn't carry on because the results weren't good enough. The fans had turned on the, on the manager totally and the performances hadn't... There was no progression. You couldn't really... you know. I know some people kind of tried to say that there was some sort of progression, but even then, I think that progression started to, to, to be in a decline anyway. So results, the cup competitions is what he wanted to be judged on. They weren't good enough and then you capitalise that with the league as well, it's just you know there was only one outcome, and I'm not entirely, I'm not surprised at all actually. Jeff, I'm sure you've been waiting like for this moment, oh. um, like since you like joined been the podcast team, like it's injecting Aberdeen fans' pain 
all weekend. It's been brilliant. No, uh, to be fair, apart from the fact I'm gutted that he's been sacked just before United playing, uh, it, I don't, I'm not surprised that he's been sacked. I'm, I'm with Josh in the fact, and Scott really, I thought Cormac was going to die on that hill. I genuinely did. I believe wholeheartedly that if he hadn't been in Scotland for that game, he wouldn't have been sacked. I think if Cormac had still been in America or whichever part of the North Atlantic he, he, he found his around him, he, he wouldn't have been sacked at all. I think he'd still be in the position. That performance on Saturday was brilliant to watch. <laughs> I loved every second of it. I think the fans at the end, I said to you, I think, I think it was in the boot chat, I know that obviously Erin was there and she could obviously vouch for us better. But I think the reason why the fans were so, so, so bitter and so angry against Stephen Glass is because I think they felt, and I know this from a United fans' point of view, is see when a manager is appointed and it's a bit of a, it's a random one. You're not really sure why it came from, except for it's a direct link to the owner. So like United with Tam Courts, Tam Courts has got a battle on his hands with United fans. Because United fans see him as only being in the position because of Tony Asker. And I think Aberdeen fans feel the same as Stephen Glass. Stephen Glass has a, a previous as a player, but they know wholeheartedly that he was Dave Cormack's choice. And I think that doesn't necessarily put him on the best of footings. I think the fact that he brought in Scott Brown and put him as captain, I don't think Scott Brown's a problem, I should clarify that. I think Scott, Scott Brown's actually been quite good for Aberdeen, but I think bringing Scott Brown in and stripping a guy who's been your captain of that club for two or three years I think Joe Lewis was captain for um, stripping him off the captaincy isn't going to put you on any great favours putting your, your, them inserting your new signing as captain who is also the assistant manager isn't necessarily the best of moves to get players on board and I think a turning point for a lot of people and I know that United fans I know obviously it was a disgrace what happened but the thing that happened with Shea Ojo I think it's a Shea, it's a Shea Ojo isn't it yeah. Fonzo Hojo, the thing that happened with him at is where he got pushed by that fan. Now, that is an absolute space. He got sent off for it. We all morally agree that that was probably the wrong decision, but we can understand why he got sent off. I think Stephen Glass coming out at the end of that game and saying, yeah, Ojo knows he's set the team down by responding. I think that's a turning point for a lot of people because people, you can, you want your manager to defend your players in public and to throw a player under the bus the way he did after the player was physically attacked is kind of poor management. And I know Stephen Glass was getting quite pernickety in interviews. I know after the Celtic defeat, he said in an interview that um, he'd been, he was asked, is this the first time, uh, is it, is as his first job as a manager, how is he coping with the pressure of, on this losing run? And he said, well, I've not, I've been a manager before. You're a manager at Ant Atlanta too, where competition is really irrelevant. Your more role is basically as a coach. And as I said to you earlier in the text, um, everyone, as Muhammad Ali says, everyone has a great plan, as Stephen Glass did. He gets punched in the face and then the plan goes out the window. And it definitely seemed like that. He, he definitely seemed lost out of his depth. And to be honest, apart from enjoying the fact Aberdeen were failing, I don't think he, he proved, I don't think he was particularly the right choice to start with at all. I think part of the problem in terms of plan is the plan was completely different to what we had under McInnes in terms of going from one style of play completely to this, same as Maloney's doing at Hibs, possession-based, pass-pass, pass-pass. But see if you've got nothing in the, the final third. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You can pass oh, no, it a bit think... all day. 
you can pass it about all day, but there's not enough in the final third. Defensively, not keeping clean sheets, which is something that Aberdeen are like. Theodore McInnes, you would always say, I maybe it was slightly attritional, but I would say about half the games in the league, there'd be a clean sheet. So you keep a clean sheet, you at least know you grab a wee goal, you fit a win, or worse, you get a draw. Glass just did not have that. There was nothing in the final third, and defensively, all season, and I like Ross McCrory, and I'm, he's one of kind of better players in a way. He's not a centre-back. Declan Gallagher looked like a good signing, I think. Most people would have said, aye, good signing in the Scotland squad. He's been in the Euros. He's getting maybe the best move of his career. Good move. David Bates, pretty good age. Again, looked like a decent signing. Emergency youngsters, Ramsey, McKenzie, Scott Brown coming in, midfield. Captain, Ferguson. I just think he you didn't, think, he didn't see, have an alternative plan. See when you, see when, see when you, I've only just thought of this just now, but see when you think of, you you, you named all those young players, you, you named the defence specifically as not being as good. And I know Gallagher's not young, but for Aberdeen, he's, he's inexperienced coming into it. Do you think that Glass kind of lacked that experience or a, or a defensive kind of coach? Because obviously he was brown in midfield. You had the, the boy that coached England's forwards, obviously. Alan Russell, aye. Alan Russell. So you, you these kind of things. But defensively, Glass was always a midfielder as well. Did you think that, that kind of hampered that there's no experienced head to actually teach these young defenders like McCrory and uh, Bates? Definitely no experienced head. Because see, like, much as like, maybe you get Stephen Glass in his manager, you go, right, fair enough. Because everyone needs to get a chance at some point. But yeah, Scott Brown knew to coaching and his assistant manager playing. I don't think that works. Maybe as a coach, coach the youngsters, aye, but not assistant. Because how much coaching can he be doing if he's playing, training as a player? He's playing most weeks, every week, if he's fit. Alan Russell, I think you made the point. He was with England strikers, pretty easy. But actually, Alan Russell, I think, probably had the biggest influence. In terms of set pieces, that's where you got a lot of goals from. Innovative, clever. Uh, Apple as well. Not much experience. So there was no experienced head as such at all in that coaching staff. You've also got Cormac, who's never been involved with a football club before, apart from putting money in. So there's like inexperience all over the place. But you think you get Scott Brown in your team, you don't expect to be like just beaten easily. We don't like, I actually think we're probably the softest team in the league. Whereas under McKinnis, we're always kind of physical, we're a bit <laughs> awkward to play against. I don't, John. I think um, w- one of the things that that's struck me really, actually, you made you made the comparison with Maloney there. See, since Maloney's come in, I've watched Hibs. They have they have been playing, they have been playing attractive attacking football, right? And, and 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 I mean, they haven't been scoring that much goals, but but I can see what he's trying to do in the team. See, under Glass at Aberdeen, whenever I watch them, this is just my view. Whenever I watched them, I wasn't really sure what their identity is. I know that he's he's, he's tried to transition to a more free-flowing attacking form of football than, than Derek McInnes, but I always felt Derek McInnes was a bit of a hammer thrower anyway. Um, so, but, but you would, know, you take, I, would you take a hammer throw if you're getting results? Walter Smith? Like, in terms of, well, no, well, but, come, come on, in terms of, 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 in terms of
Well, he's sick as he well. Was defensively. He was Yelovich and Vice and all the rest of it as well. In Europe, yes, in Europe. But in Europe, and that, I've always I've always said this this podcast, Rangers and Celtic are very different teams. Rangers are about getting results. Celtic is about getting results, but in a nice, a nice manner. Like it's like Ange fits so well with the Celtic identity. But you know, you can say Walter Smith was a hammer thrower. You fucking no, but defensive minded Jim McInnes was a hammer thrower. I think that's probably. Smith wasn't like an all attacking coach. No, but I mean the point the point that I'm tra- the point that I was trying to get across was that was that I mean gla- glasses came in, but I, I don't see you know he's, he's 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 trying to play more attacking football, but he's signed defenders. He's signed defenders. See if, if you're going to sign David Bates and Declan Gallagher, they are two defenders that are actually probably made for a Derek McInnes team. Do you know, and, and I just don't see, I, I just don't see what what the what the philosophy really was with Glass. Uh, apart from I want us to be more attacking. I don't, you know, yeah. he was the signing um, players. I think I think that was a, the biggest thing was he was really signing many of the players. So he wants a style of play, but then the recruitment people were signing different players. If, if he wasn't signing the players, a lot of the players came from the team that you that Atlanta too. Gord was a backup player. That uh, was the only but, one that came from there. Ramirez came from America because he knew that, but most other players, I think, were more recruitment. He spouted about having a philosophy and playing in a quote-unquote Aberdeen way, which doesn't exist. He, I think he's homestruck by a multitude of things. I'm quite happy to say this. Part of it is Aberdeen fans are slightly deluded about where they stand in Scottish football. Not all of them, because I think Aaron and me have this debate. Aaron said literally six weeks ago that Aberdeen would still win the league. I think I think Erin would still think that they could get the treble this year. Yeah. She said last week it's not mathematically impossible. And like I'm like yeah. sitting there as the I used to be able to talk to us Blind optimism in your team right there. And I was like but I think she was obviously kind of on. Um oh. see, can I I'm gonna come in from an outsider perspective, right? So I was actually at Mass Tournament yesterday when this news uh, broke through. Uh, well, when we were talking about it, um, and uh, our big debate was who do you think will take it? So that's that's what I, I I don't know if you were heading there next, but that's kind of what I would like. I, I would, it was a funny one this year. I, ju- I just think I haven't watched them play as much as you guys obviously have, but a team like Aberdeen, I think you always kind of expect them to be uh, have a decent cup run, and I think that's the thing that's. Kind of cemented. That's why I wasn't so surprised. I, I, I mean, the cup though can. It's terrible viewing looking at the league and seeing them. And what is, is it ninth now? But ninth at the moment. But aye, four but, point four points off fourth. We're giving So uh, aye, well, that's the thing. Your league's your bread and butter. Your cups. Hopefully, yeah. what you get a run in. But that's what, what it is with Aberdeen. I think you always kind of expect to see them in the quarter semis, whatever. And Motherwell there at the weekend, and I think it was the Rafe one really won it. It was Rafe won it. If I got that right. Well, Wraith was a turning point yeah. for a lot of fans because Aye. before that, we actually had been really good pre-season. We had a good European campaign and he changed mm-hmm. the team. On reflection, he probably, I think, would go back and think as a manager, maybe he shouldn't have made, made as many changes. Mm-hmm. But, but even, see, even in like November, December time, wasn't it? Did you, was it not like he's beat Hibs and Hearts, wasn't it? And then drew at Ibrooks. And I think he's won a few in December and all. Five out of six. So, uh, the record against the top six was good. Five, six. Bottom six was Aye. woeful. 
Yeah. Played Rangers then twice. Away, away, uh, you haven't been good, like, away from Pataudry at all, but... I that that was a big thing yesterday. Sorry, that's that's my knowledge of of the Dons this season. I just think for me, as an outsider, I think we always kind of expect oh, the Dons will be in like the mix, and I think it is the kind of it's no pretty looking at the league and seeing that. But I think the cups you always kind of expect, and maybe it is that sort of expectation. But I it was a gamble, wasn't it? The end of the day, but that's a big question for me. Sorry, I'm pure, I'm, I'm humming all here. But uh, I who who these who either these want or who do you think it will be? Well, I said before Glass took over, I wanted Jim Goodwin. <laughs> uh, I've said that for many a time. I think like he's a mega good years, yeah. Well, not many, no mega years, but when McInnes went, I think Jim Goodwin's that's a good right. choice. Honest, I think he's well, done I well with St. Mirren. I think he's done well with St. Mirren as well. I, I, he's done really well with St. Mirren, but I don't think he's all that. He's not going to come in and, and make things a whole lot different than Derek McInnes. You know, Jim could. But what, a, do, you, but what do you want? He got to cut. I, I don't. I don't get this. See this what do you, what do you criticism. See criticism. The thing is, like people criticise McInnes. He got to cut files. He got to semi-finals. He had like three years, no, almost four years, where Brendan Rodgers was at Celtic. No I mean, one could beat that team, pretty much. But, I mean. The thing is with Derek McInnes that the rest of us... Just to confirm, no one could beat that team. So, not yeah, that, that's, 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 <laughs> like, that's like four years. Just put that McInnes was there like for eight but, years. That's a pretty long time. No, but the thing is with, the thing is with McInnes, right? So, McInnes got you three second-base finishes, a third-base finish, and two fourth-base finishes. Now, for the rest of us, and I can pretty much say this, but out with Lindsay, obviously, who's over there. Outside Lindsay and Josh, right? You are Rangers and Celtic fans, respectively. See if we, United had a manager that got us those achievements. We would be buzzing with that. We'd be happy with that. We wouldn't care how the ball was being played as long as we were getting the top four into Europe every season finishes. Now, this season, you might get into top four. It's unlikely, to be honest. I mean... Yeah. Top, four, top four in the championship. How good would that Dundee and Aberdeen going then? What a year. Um, but... I think the rest of us are slightly smug about the fact that like, we couldn't overly see what the problem was with McInnes. It was Aberdeen fans after eight years complaining about style of football. Fair enough, right? You might be getting bored with it. It was quite divided as well, that whole uh, thing. When, when he left as Dean Glass came in, his first performance was against the Barton and that was terrible. He never really peaked much after that. He had spells where he was doing well. His performance against Rangers and Celtic were all right. But at the end of the day, as everyone knows, who's a team part of a team that's not Rangers and Celtic, your performances against Rangers and Celtic, you don't overly care about because at the end of the day, you aren't expecting to get anything from that game. So if you come out of that game with a 3-2 defeat, well, well done. But we'd care more, as your fans did, getting a 2-1 defeat to Motherwell and being beat off potentially off St. Johnson during the week. You'd care a lot more about that than if you got a point out of two games against the old firm, it wouldn't make an ounce of I think, difference. I think it goes back to Lindsay's point about saying the cups because that was always yeah, but the Aberdeen one. That's always Aberdeen the last one. Aberdeen won the cup, what, 1991, and then they won a league cup on penalties since. The, 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 so Johnson have got a much better cup pedigree in the last 20 years than Aberdeen have. But, they have. have won. but still, Aberdeen, how, Aberdeen think... did get a cup final, semi finals, regular to begin The problem, I, the problem, the, the problem. As McInnes wasn't like because Josh put, put it as a hammer thrower. He wasn't a hammer thrower, right? At the start of his Aberdeen time, 
it was pretty attacking, counter-attacking football. Once we got to a point of being a bigger team again, because remember, before McInnes, Aberdeen, we were finishing ninth, 10th. We were dire. And that's like putting it mildly. He came in. At first, it was really good. Got to a point, maybe he stayed too long. The style of football never evolved. Folk get used to, to play against McInnes' team and it kind of went to pop. Did they though? Because I think it did. teams out with out with Celtic, don't they? His, team, his record against the bottom six, who you've admitted uh, Stephen Glass's problem, his record against the bottom six was phenomenal. He could beat everyone by a, by a Celtic at one point. He just could not beat Celtic. Like, he he think, struggled against Dar- in Derby games, but he did a lot. I think, I think, Jeff, I think it's not, I think, I think you're thriving a wee bit too much because obviously you're done United and it's, it's Aberdeen. I think a see, lot of I can teams, see fashion laws coming all over the place. I think, I think, I think for, a, for a lot of teams, for a, for a lot of fans to have a manager for that length of time, and even for a manager to be there that length of time, I think it just gets a wee bit stale and a wee bit tired in modern day football for for both for both the fans and for the management. And I think it's it, it's almost as if well, what can we do differently? And I think that's just what it is. It's like the grass isn't always greener. I think Cormac looked at it and thought, right, what can we do? Can we, can we change anything up? And I think for McInnes as well, it's like, well, what else can I do at Aberdeen? Did he feel himself? He's, he's reached a ceiling? And is it just getting to the well, stage where he was if, thinking... I believe if, if McInnes had been given the same amount of money as Glass was given, bring the players in that Glass has brought in, I think that Aberdeen team would be I, I don't, and i tell you why. Well, I, I, I do, tell you I do. A lot. No, I, I, McInnes was never great. That was his, his biggest downfall was his recruitment. He never really, it. yeah, he never looked. I don't he, think he never looked. He I never think... looked out out with his own kind of players that he knew from Bristol City or from where he. I mean, it was always players that he did all loan and he did all right, so he brought them back time and time again. I never thought. I never looked at any McInnes side and thought, well, that's kind of imaginative. I, I mean, don't think that was just a. I don't think that was just a. No, but that Lewis was something. Lewis Ferguson probably, probably was. The one that I think he, he took gamble though. All signings are kind of gambles. Recruitment was probably mitts. We don't have that big up. I know we've got wages, right? But see, when you're operating on free transfers all the time, you take a gap. Uh, who was it? Yeah, but it's not free transfer, so is it? It's not. Lewis Ferguson wasn't a free transfer. No, but I'm looking. That was a tribunal. Nicky Maynard, for example, had a half decent record down south. Came up, looked like a decent signing. There's many others. McInnes wasn't just solely responsible. Was he not at Bristol City, though, Nicky Maynard? Is that not something he'd already worked with? No, but that's like one player. But it was always that kind of the way about it. There was never. Anything that is like attacking midfielder like? from from Holland or something. Hedges, Hedges. Yeah, James Madison. You bought James Madison on though. Hedges, Madison, <laughs> Danny Ward. So all like, well, you, you can't get the top players in. So there was loads. But the best was it was all from England. There was there was never anything different. There was never anything different. It's yeah. not overly exciting. It's not overly exciting. And that's what happens. Just because someone's got a Dutch name doesn't necessarily yeah. mean they're going to be a player. No, no. Player. But, but I'd be worried if a manager can't pick out a player from, you know, his network is very slow or very um, low if you're, if you're going one one country and that's it. 
Outside your own. Scott, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think in football, though, it's the manager that signs players now a lot of time. There's a manager, director of no, football. It's, 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 it's the manager and his team. They're usually... Scott has, Scott, ha, Scott has a point there. Um, just something that's just occurred to me. I mean, um, Derek's went into Kelly. He's been there for two months and he's signed about four players that played for him at Aberdeen. He signed Dean Campbell. He signed Dean Campbell. He signed... Um, Ash, Taylor. Ash Taylor, yeah. He signed Mark. Is Mark Reynolds? No, no, no. Uh, no he's no. gone to both. Kyle Lafferty. Kyle Lafferty. Right, Lafferty. He's um, but there's somebody else as well. There's, there's there is definitely somebody else, and I'm going to. I'll come back to you on that. <laughs> Too awesome. Who? You, but, you, but would you not say that Ash Taylor would be good in the championship? Kyle yeah. Lafferty. Kyle Lafferty should smash the championship. Dean That's Campbell, like, twenty-one. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Kyle Lafferty smashed. And stuff is not a topic we should go into. And do ma- a lot of managers do that? They sign players they know because they trust them. They know what their character's like. I personally don't think there's this is a particular issue with signing players that you know, especially if you've just gone to a new club and you're in the division below and you've got players that you know can perform at the division above. I don't really think it's an issue. I don't think there should be. Like, I'm, I don't get wrong, I am pure loving it, but I mean, Derek McInnes, as I said, from an outsider point of view, slightly biased. I don't really see why he got sacked. I understand the he got stale and stuff like that, and people wanted rid of him. I think the sign that I think the appointment of Glass, whilst I acknowledge he does complete his philosophy is completely opposite of what people perceive as David Guinness's philosophy. I understand that as well, but I I don't think it was a sensible sign, and I don't think Stephen Glass ever helped himself. I think the connection, the fact that everyone and their dog knew he was the owner's appointment, didn't help. I think stripping one of your senior players of the captaincy and then the senior player coming out and saying something different to what the manager said doesn't help. See, I, I, I disagree with you, Jeff, because one, if you look on paper, the Stephen Glass appointment, because let's face it, every appointment's basically from the board, right? They, they pick every every manager, so that's going to He'd worked in America, he, he was young, he'd played at Aberdeen, he was seen as being progressive. Right, whether or not that that's whether or not that that's right or wrong, right, it shows now that it's wrong. It, you can see why you would go for glass. I just don't think you know, and something. I just think I just think it was just the wrong call, but I don't think it, it was malicious in any way. I think it wasn't just because it was his power. I think he thought he could do a job, and it, it just didn't work out that way. See on that though, see on that though, like wait a minute, see on that just as an interesting point, we talk about managers being predictable in terms of who they sign, we've often said in Scotland as football clubs, clubs just go for the same managers, like let's go for Ian McCall, let's go for Jim Duffy, let's go for these guys, so actually a bit like Jeff Dundee United, right, Courts obviously was within the club, probably still folk at Dundee United are like "Mm, Tom Courts, no big name. No big name. It's not a big name that's the issue. He's doing all but is he not like in terms of where you are? Here's a question, John. Here is a question. Right, because I think, I hope I'm right when I say this, but Barry Robson's going to be the interim, is that correct for now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry Robson. If Barry Robson does a decent job, would you take him? Drink he will? Um, He could. (laughs) Jeff's face. He'll he'll (laughs) certainly. One thing I would certainly say about Barry Robson, you'll know it's set folk not getting stuck in. 
And I think that is something massively we have lost this season. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we're scared to make a tackle. Yeah. Whereas that completely different under McInnes, we'd be constantly trying to disrupt the game, get set pieces, Ferguson in your face. I thought Scott Brown signing, he's going to have that about him because that is Scott Brown. He is, as we said it this summer, he's someone else's bar steward when he plays for someone else. But once he's your bar steward, it's going to be brilliant. Just not worth at all. That was the other thing I was going to say about the, the, the captaincy. I, think. I don't think, I don't know, but I don't think as an Aberdeen squad, they would have been totally up in arms to have Scott Brown as the captain. I don't, I don't, nah, think, it I don't been, think so either. I, I don't think Joel, I think Joel seems like a nice guy, but was he ever really a kind of captain figure? I think he would have been happy to give that up. I think um, in terms of like last few years, when Joel has got the captaincy, folk were a bit kind of surprised. He's an, he probably kind of died kind of guy that would lead by example. I think he'd be kind of guy probably first at training, last out, that type of thing. But when Scott Brown comes in, Scott Brown's the greatest captain, one of the greatest captains ever to play in Scotland. He just won how many leagues there over the Celtic, the Invincibles and all the rest of it. It would have seemed a bit strange for me looking at it had they not been given the captaincy, to be honest. Um, my issue isn't so much that he was captain. As I said, I think he's a good captain. I think him being assistant manager and captain at the same time yes. is an issue. Assistant manager, definitely. I think Problem. You, you want your captain. So if you're having an issue with the, the anyone, you want to go to your captain. Your captain can go to your manager, your assistant, your, whoever it is, and stand up for the... How does it work if a player feels they're being targeted? They, they go to their captain, yet their captain is also the assistant manager. I, as I said, I don't think he's an issue. I never, I don't think he's part of the reason why Aberdeen are stuck um, at all. But I just, I think if you come, if you're brand new into a club and you've got not really got a track record, the previous manager has signed every player in that dressing room to then take the captaincy off that senior player and hand it to the guy that you've brought in as your assistant. I just don't think the optics look particularly good to other players, and I think that's the issue. I think also. Is this because you, his... you play football manager and you always get the thin football manager? You start a season, you have like changed the manager, the captain. Morale's no, like, uh... morale's gone. Morale's gone. I'll try and change the captain. No, I, it's, it comes from previous experience, but previous experience is slightly different to that. But I, I find if you if you remove someone like that who everyone's got used to, you replace the person, and then that person takes the one connection you felt you still had in that dressing room. It does do damage to. To that, that dressing room, mine was a like, different dressing room, but it still was a dressing room. But... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's like it's like Rangers did it with Barry Ferguson. They gave it the stripped Lorenzo Amoruso. They gave it to Barry Ferguson. There didn't seem to be any any ramifications to that whatsoever. Yeah, was, but I, I think Barry Ferguson Rangers man though. Barry Ferguson Rangers man. Never accepted Amoruso. Some folk at Rangers never accepted Amoruso, despite... No, I don't, think, I don't think it had anything to do with not accepting Amoruso. I think Amoruso just thought it was more than actually... You know, I, th- I think it played in his mind a lot more than it should have. But it's neither here nor there. He, he became a better player when he wasn't the captain. That's just what happened. And obviously, Advocate seen that, did that, and then it, it worked. I, don't, I, I think... I think in Scotland we looked at this captaincy too much. I think if you look at any other football country, they do not care about it as, as half as much as what we do. 
it's it's every player should be effectively a captain and just by playing their best every single week. Uh, I'm yeah. going to go back to Lindsay's point just because about other managers. So Jack Ross has been mentioned. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't I get me that. I was just it's... about to say, just when um, Scott mentioned Barry Ferguson, he's available. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, how like, good would that be? I mean, how like, good yeah, would that, 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 that would work brilliantly, wouldn't it? You could just oh, imagine. Uh, I would Bar- love... just imagine Barry Ferguson at Pataji. If... Uh, Gamble brings brings a, a brofit this season. Yeah, Neil why Lennon, not? Neil Lennon's been mentioned. <laughs> oh. I think. <laughs> I think again going back. To when I, I think again going back to when I said about I wanted a good win before. I would have maybe considered Byron, but seeing the last twelve months, it'd be worth it. I just, I, I don't think it would work. I think again, all all it would take is a two three bad game spell. Our fans don't like Lennon. Mostly, you, so, you've got to say, you've got no. to say, though, John, Neil Lennon and Dave Cormack at the same club that would be some box office oh, pressures, by the way. What a press conference that would be! Lennon at any club is like box office, he's just one of those characters. He <laughs> is, aye, yes, he he's just Neil Lennon, as I always said that he's just, he is, but I, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. I, I just can't put like. A front runner at all? Can he pick one? Um, I've seen Neil Warnock. That was quite a good one. Quite Neil Warnock. Quite high up on the odds. That'd be quality. Jack Ross, I suppose you would see, he's unemployed. Jack Ross is an enigma. Do you know? I'm going to put this out. I don't think Jack Ross is a bad manager. I think he was. I think he was harshly done at Hibs, and Hibs are now Hibs are now seeing actually the consequences of it. Because Maloney is very similar to Glass in terms of it's this is the way I play, this is the way I play. Brilliant. Play attacking football, it's brilliant, but one, one in seven. Jack Ross is enigma because he seems to be loved by everyone media wise. And yet out with his Spala submitting, which he did quite well and saved him from relegation and got him promoted. Everywhere else he's been, he's been sort of just like your bang average manager, but yet people still absolutely he did well. He did well at Hibs to begin with. He got into a cup final uh, before he sat down. But yeah, it, 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 I agree with Jeff a wee bit. You do look kind of at some of the stuff. He does get highly praised beyond everybody else to a degree that you think, well, why? Because you know at Sunderland, he should have done. You know, he was given a kind of war chest compared to everybody else and didn't manage to do anything. Uh, and there's a few managers that. Can probably say that about Sunderland now, but yeah, it, it, I would be interested if you got that old job because it kind of would kind of prove is he good enough or not beyond beyond any doubt compared to you know is is he a media darling or is he actually a very good coach? You know that would be that would be the proof would be in the pudding there. Um, I think a lot of Aberdeen fans see him as a McInnes too, so if they didn't like McInnes, they would have a way. Yeah, but this Jack Ross just will not be an option for him. We talk about we, we want new names and new faces, but is there anybody out there? You know, Emery's doing well at Morton, but he's only just got the job, so you, you can't say that would be. So is there, there's nobody kind of up and coming and new really that would get you excited for Aberdeen? I mean, Goodwin's probably your best shout if he would take the job. Other than that, I don't know. Davidson's clearly plummeted after his double last mm, season, yep, so. Yep. 
There's nobody really. Archibald. I want Alan Archibald back. <laughs> I, I, like, you're talking, about, you're talking about guys that are not going to get a job in the top flight. Like, Archibald's not going to be in the I top just flight. like him. There was, <laughs> see, in the summer, what, or not in the summer, but when McInnes went, there was the, is it a set of brothers that managed down south? I need to try and think. Oh, the Crowleys. The Crowleys, yeah. There was talk of that, but I mean, that ship. I've just did a quick Google search. I was like, I wonder who else is in contention. And Jack Ross was there, Jim Goodwin, Scott Brown. Um, And as per usual, Paul Lambert. Oh, just peeks up over the wall. Oh, you're Every single me, yeah, job Lindsay, that becomes Lindsay. available in Scotland, they go. You'll be able to sound in two weeks to try and get oh. someone there. I'm not looking oh, yeah, for the job. I'm just saying <laughs> I wanted to have a nosy at who. Is Paul Labbert the, the, the new Stuart Baxter? Is he the new Stuart Baxter? Uh, he's he's just gets everywhere, mate. He just pops up saying his job. By the way, see from a footballing perspective, right? No, no, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want this this person to get the job at all, right? For for you know. My own, well, not my own, my own personal reasons, but I, I think purely from a footballing perspective, actually, I, I, I think Malky McKay would probably be <laughs> a good shout. No, Honestly, no. See, he's, I, I, think, I, think, he's he, I think he's actually, though, though I, I seriously disrespect the guy, um, I think he's actually doing a really good job at Ross County. He has done a good job. He's turned a tide. But still, I can't. So no, I'm not. I'm not having. My oh, I'm not having. I'm not having either. I'm not no, having no. either. But I'm just. I'm just thinking about. He should um, even be in that. He should be in that job. Exactly. Like, exactly. No, exactly. But, um, but I, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Managers for Scottish football that are doing well. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, can't. I, do know I don't mean. see. I don't see why Goodwin takes it. Nah, he's I a bit rival. Oh. I think Goodwin. Just being all the random. Only only in Scotland top flight. That I would take is good one. Outside of that, you're looking at being ambitious and going right. What do you pay? It's not going to happen. Steve Clark, right? Not going to get him from Scotland. But that would be the ambitious, right? Keep make a sta- make a statement. <laughs> but that's a dream. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You'd be like be, you'd be realistic. But you need uh, to be my, you need uh, get someone big. Maybe my job here is just to come up with names that uh, are never going to happen, but just for a pure buzz. Um, but imagine. For the first time ever, Scottish football went totally left field, and you got Shelley Kerr. <laughs> We've been talking, oh. me and my mates, but the silence is hilarious. But I just, <laughs> we've been talking TV. for ages about wonder what job she'll take, wonder what job she'll take next. Kind of keep them looking down at the like the WSL and the SWPL up here, going right, who's like she's got to slot in somewhere, and um, it would be totally, totally, totally left field out of nowhere. It would be bonkers in a sense of like it's the first time that's actually ever Aye, you know, it'd be a first football. But but I don't think it, it would be I don't think from again it's from not a football worth the realms. I'm just saying it would be she's a, she's a lot better coach than most guys in the SPFL, so I'm just thing. here to get the, the cogs to I like it, I like it, Lindsay. Lindsay, like you're like doing my usual job, like just put a wee firework in there. The one thing I think people look at Shelley Kerr is how she managed it at the actual World Cup. There was a kind of... Excuse me, lest we forget, I was there for the Argentina game. Don't bring it up. I've got PTSD, <laughs> mate, for that bloody draw. But it, it, 
<laughs> she seemed she seemed to kind of lose the dressing room a wee bit. There was a kind of bit of friction there. And I yeah. think that's maybe the one thing that go act to goes against. That would be the only kind of thing that would count against her. I uh, think get, that's perhaps, kind of job. Yeah, I think that's perhaps why there's been such a long pause. Um, bear in mind, she's also getting good good gigs like on the telly at the minute, which is class. But um, I, I'm j- we've been honestly for the past probably six months. I've been going right. Next time my job creeps up, like she's got to be in there somewhere. It's got to be mentioned. Looking at like as I said down south or whatever WSL. But I can't. Why not? Shoot qualifications for it. I think. <laughs> like, right, I think actually, I think right. Do you th- do you think the Aberdeen fans? I mean, do you think the Aberdeen fans would take her? I mean, because she is on Rangers TV. She is. Uh, she, she is, I mean, she, she, has, she has a blue nose uh, in a sense of like not an out and out kind of thing, but she clearly See, is that Rangers fan. I'll say, I'll, I'll say this, right? I'll say this. There's fans that are like totally like, no, 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 but Rangers people, our best manager played for Rangers. So I, I, don't, I, I don't care. Like, see if it's the right guy or woman, it's the right person. I think there should be one little bit of clarification on that is when Fergie played for Aberdeen, the right of rugby between Aberdeen Rangers didn't actually exist. Uh, so when he took over this job there, there was this there wasn't this previous hatred. No, 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 there was there was a bit no, but, no there was late seventies. Trust me. He Aberdeen said there was, was from his playing days that he was he, he, he didn't leave in the best terms. Because his no. wife was Catholic and all yes, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the final as well that he, he got pure? He was the boo boy because Billy McNeil was a Scottish Cup final. Yeah, he missed and, it. He missed yeah. it. Aye, he did not yeah. And basically, he got absolutely he got, blasted yeah, in the paper. He got thrown under the, the bus. Aye, for it. so he's but always was... been a bit sore about that. Uh, no, he definitely had that. He just wanted to break the old firm. Yeah. And Which he, is brilliant. Because he, he, that's what he, he did. It, he said, he said, he said, the biggest thing that he had to get into the Aberdeen players' heads was not to lose to the two Glasgow teams. That was the first yeah, thing he yeah. wanted to really hammer home to not lose to those two teams. And that's how he got them progressed from the, from there on in. What about if he hadn't left Glasgow City then? Would Scott Booth have been more of a contender? Mate, Scott Booth got mentioned at Subutio yesterday, by the way. And I was like, yeah... I've not heard that name in a wee while, but he did get mentioned yesterday, so aye. Right, obviously, rightly, rightly, yeah. rightly or wrongly, and I'll say this, I don't think anyone that's involved with women's football will get a job at Aberdeen as a manager just now. I think there would have to be... But, but you have said that they had to let a B-coach would have got it last aye, year. <laughs> aye, because in, in football, in men's game especially, it's more... You know men are going to get a job, Right. I think it will, it will take a bit of time before we see. Yeah, he usually gets mentioned these things. <laughs> well, here we go. Like who else do we want? Like Gaza. Is, is Gaza? 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 <laughs> Gaza in the mix. To, to go back to the Sherry Care quickly though, uh, Queen the South job to come up, and I don't see a reason at all why she couldn't, wouldn't, yeah. and shouldn't be a, a top candidate for that particular job. I think personally, no offense to Alawa fan, all six of you, uh, she's better than Alawa in my opinion as a manager. Especially currently, I think the Queen of the South job would be ideal for that. It's a full time gig. It's not a particularly high pressure full time gig. I think it would be a very good signing by Queen of the South. Put put in Jerica. I mean, Alan Johnson's just left. Who else are they going to go for? Really, it's just going to be the same regurgitated names that we we moaned about Aberdeen for earlier. I think Jerica would be 
if she's interested, obviously, I think she'd be phenomenal for that job. Here's a question to Lindsay. It's going to happen at some point. It It will. But I think based on the way they see coaches, it would need to be starting from League 2, probably. Hmm. So obviously, Shirley Kerr was at Stalin. Yeah. But Hmm. I think the way that the men's game or people that run the men's game would see it is they need to, even though she married Scotland, the women's team, that she would have to serve almost an apprenticeship. Whereas if it was a guy, we know fine well Steve Clark, as soon as he's not managing in Scotland, he'll be in a top job. Yep. Um, but it's just the way it is. I was just I was just spit on. I was just fine. Is, I'm finding out all the mad names. David Robson. Jurgen Klinsman. <laughs> Jurgen he, he needs the certificates behind. Yeah, that, I, I might be a bit like Clinton. Eh? He's American, he's right. yeah, I know he's German, but he's got the American connection. Kate Clinton, eh? You just like go like for American it? names. Who's it? Uh, so I could get him the number for you. When he was at Hurt last, was it last season or the season before, he was, to, he was meant to submit his certificates to the DFB and he left them in his home in Alley. Not to get someone to try and break in and get a photograph of his certificates to send to the DFB. So, yeah, he'd be great. SFA would be so confused at how to deal with that. I mean, Josh, Josh <laughs> has put a suggestion on the, the chat. I think we would have to be very ambitious. I know he's like a fair age now, Lars Lagerbach. I mm. think we would. Uh, uh, I, that, was, that, was Mary, that was Mary a banter suggestion, mate. Um, so, no, no, really, one. Uh, one out the Klinsman handbook. There's a suggestion about. Would we get another Scandinavian manager? The guy at Bodo Klimt, is it Knutson? No, he's getting too, no, he's getting bigger job offers, is he not? Or, or interviews? He was interviewed for the Irish job, wasn't he? I suppose it was in the Rangers top three shot list. I don't think he's. No, think that's, that's fans looking for a different name. Someone that's left field. The boy, the boy at Malmo would be good because uh, he, he absolutely had Rangers fans on. On strings like that, interviewed him. So they just can't beat us this season. It's just the problem is like when we play Ross County <laughs> and Johnson and all that. <laughs> that's it. That's the problem. Like we, we probably should move on. Maybe by next week we'll have a manager. But Barry Robson, maybe who knows? We'll see. I'd like to be in the dressing room when he gets really angry because I don't know how high pitched he could go. But I imagine it would smash glass. Do you think? <laughs> here we go. Do you think uh, Barry Robson could be the first manager to get sent off in the dressing room? Oh, just how high pitched would he go? Like honestly, oh, it'd, be, it'd be funny. He did say he's going to bring in thunder. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, oh. You need to get a fly. So, get Scott documentary for that. Like. Um, Stephen Glass. No, not Stephen Glass. Sorry, he's gone. Never mind him. I will say, as as, how as angry as, is he? <laughs> as soon as Scott Brown was on that coaching staff, I thought he was going to be the next manager, but I don't think he'll be the next manager just now because we're at February. Could it be a temporary appointment? And then Scott Brown in the summer. I don't know. Poss- possible. Uh, Robson's the, the according to all the things I've been put out, Robson's the, the, the lead coach for this, isn't he? Scott Brown's still just an assistant. Hi, but no, but I mean that's Robson's what I mean though. Lead. I think it would be more could, could you then long term have like Gordon Strachan as your kind of director of football with? So then he'll be um, working at about uh, Henderson uh, teams. Uh, Come on. But yeah, so we have every single door. And then Scott Brown is his manager. So obviously they've got a good uh, see the, like the media just, the media like <laughs> just to go for like relationships. So like that's why Lennon, Lennon and Brown, good relationship. Of course. 
<laughs> Maybe McCoy should manage in the women's game. Ian Durant, do you think that? <laughs> Maybe Ian, Ian Durant and Neil Simpson together, aye. Is that oh, aye, 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 aye. relationship. That'd be a good relationship. Right, okay, so we've got some questions that are not related to Aberdeen and the banter years, which hopefully will not happen. I think we had our banter years already. For Every year's our a banter year since Alex Ferguson. <laughs> for our guest. Right. What are these are questions for me? Oh, aye, for you, because... All right. The, the the plan was earlier, we said, I before the podcast, I will try and keep it within two hours. We've been doing two and a half hours and it does happen. Like, so... So good. Uh, before we go on to, like, the kind of questions from other folk, Scott, Jeff, Josh, do you have any questions for Lindsay that you had? No, I think I've mentioned all my stuff. Yeah, I think I mentioned because Jeff, you said you had about five pages of notes. That was just like get digs. Oh, class. that was predominantly digs at Aberdeen. I'm not just digs at Aberdeen, <laughs> right? Okay. It's predominantly says, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> so, I want to ask, outside of Glasgow, what city would you pick as being the best city to do a football tour? As in, if you were to make one, where would it be? Oh, brilliant question. Right, see it. I do come up with good questions sometimes. It's just for Lindsay, because uh, I've got like... No, no, I, I've got... Well, we can go for it. Oh, Buenos Aires. I was thinking either Buenos Aires or somewhere like like Naples or something like that. Naples would be unreal. Hamburg if it was Europe, but definitely probably aye. South America. Aye, yep. it's got to be South America, man. That's... Aye. But I would say real, but I've got mugged there. So Naples would be cool as well. Josh? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, obviously South America, but, but you know... He's still thinking of sir. He's thinking of his school and all that. Exactly. He's, he's exactly. I'm, I'm thinking about, hey, you might see the two, but you might see the two of the heady handball courts. Well, I've been going to the Naples is a great show, and, like, the... the um, I mean, the stadium there is so, it's Naples, for him, it's no, Naples, Naples is such a dirty Aye, city. It's, it's so, yeah, it's it's, a, it's like not dirty as in rustic, it's like genuinely filthy, oh, disgusting city. Um, but it's just so steeped in his, in Maradona and the, there's the, literally shrines to him in pubs, like little tiny, like properly set out though, like attention to detail. And then you walk outside and it's big graffiti like of his cooking everywhere and just his cooking, awesome. nothing else. Uh, I, I would say Madrid as well. To be fair, but I like Spain. Yeah, I like Madrid. I like Spanish. I food. just think that with uh, like Hamburg and St. Pauli, you've got a good kind of. That would be a good one to be fair. You wouldn't be able to walk then. Must be hammered else. before you get Real, exactly. yeah. Real yeah. would be good. Real de Janeiro. Yes. I think uh, it's I got there, so. <laughs> you it's could just discuss South America. Let's not go for this. Other folk were going for Argent. Like, that is like not a city. I said city, Scott. That's a, I'm the one. That's a city. I, I, I know you <laughs> did. You did. But like, I was giving my answer. Scott, Scott copied. Uh, yeah. Scott's like just trying to wind me up. All if of you've done D, it'll take two minutes. Yeah. That's done next. <laughs> These wee clubs should just merge, to be honest. Um, so other well, ones. No, they've done D clubs, and <laughs> I mean, you're just beside each other. <laughs> um, I eight right. Let's get Aaron's questions. Favorite pie, Lindsay. Just this is just for you. 
Um, oh, mate, I love pies. It's got to be steak with a wee bit of brown sauce or macaroni with a wee bit of red sauce. Oh, for fuck's sake, not a macaroni. No, it's cheese and tomato. Macaroni and brown sauce. What is the problem? Nah, cheese and tomato. Cheese and tomato. I don't put sauce in my pie. Never. I don't do it all the time. It's like just if I'm feeling it. Because the way I see it is like if it's a good pie, if it's like a steak and gravy pie, you should get the sauce. You'll get the, sauce. Yeah, you get the sauce. Yeah, So if you so haven't put sauce in your pie, it's a bad pie. If it's a macaroni pie, it's always the brown sauce. Nah, mate. And you just get the cheese. cheese you really need sauce because the cheese, the melty cheese. But no. it's lovely. It's not it's always melted. It's, it's a pie. It's encrusted. It's not always melted cheese. So you have to then put some brown sauce. Mm. <laughs> it's enhances. Right, we better ask you as well. She never asked me to ask you this one, but we ask everyone now. That's right. A pizza. Do you like pizza? Yes. Right. <laughs> I actually hate asking this question. So, like, I'm so worried right now. Right. So you, you eat a pizza, right? Folk got a pizza. Obviously, it's got a crust. It's got the main bit, the toppings, and all that type of thing. Ah, uh, yeah. What, what are you starting with to eat? What like the toppings? Uh, how do, how do, the how the main bit. Basically, Aaron. Oh, eats like the crust what first. are you physically starting? No, with? no, yeah, Scott, yeah. Scott, don't don't get away. No, you had the get crust. Away. Jesus Christ! And start with the base for the inside and yes, out to the yeah, crust. Yeah, yeah. thank. And you've got to eat the crust. See the see the lunies that leave the crust. Ah. That's psycho. That's your psychotic trait. That's if you're ever done for a murder, and there's crust. That's that's die. That's weird. <laughs> Especially if you're, if you're buying at certain establishments with about 20 quid a pizza. Aye, you've like, got to eat. You're eating everything. No, you need to. Eat the box as well. Kind of put me in the middle of pizza now. It's really annoying. Erin, <laughs> well, who also does this podcast, she eats the crust first because her reasoning is... But then so show weird. the rest that it's well, messy. Exactly. Like, and, 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 she says, and she says... She gets rid of the bad stuff first, which is just ridiculous anyway. No, I mean, does, that's just, no but it's not a serum. No. Scott, it's not right. like that. that is, like, it's just Aaron. John. Just so it's John. People... The other John does John it as well. Jelly uh, Bean. Oh, Jelly come bean. on. Jelly Bean. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always, I always knew that he was the wrong one. I always knew no. that's the I asked, I asked Erin, though, like, she might be the only person that can actually hold the pizza without a crust because of her nails. Because like, she could kind of scoop it. You seen the lid of her I mean, nails? But it's... it's weird. Aye. Uh, it's just weird. Like funniest moment on a tour on your tour. Funniest moment. Or best moment. Or best moment. Funny... Oh, it was only it was something really stupid. Uh, uh, but we were at Kafkin Park. I don't even think that's that funny. But we were at Kafkin Park, and the it was the first time ever there was a game on behind us while we were talking. Usually we go up, and it's did. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't the because the Jimmy Johnson Academy play there, but it wasn't them. It was an actual men's, I don't know, amateur game or whatever. And um, the timing of this couldn't have been better. Like, I literally got to the end of my story and they all clapped. And I was like, really? Pure, pure chuff with that? Walked off, pure ticket. And um, Graham, the, the guy I worked with, was like, aye, they just scored a goal behind you. <laughs> I was like, fucking gutted. <laughs> uh, it's really not that funny, but I was like, Oh, brilliant. Yeah, get me down. How, how, bad, how bad is Graham, though? Do you know what I mean? How, could they not just let you have that moment? 
Ah, nah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> no, that's Graham, Graham, that's Graham, Graham, Graham is brilliant. Uh, he's a good guy. He's, he's a, a great guy. guy. But uh, I, it was just uh, it was good. But I missed it as off. Didn't even get to the action replay. Um, and I never saw a goal at Kafkin until last week when I was walking to my tour and I saw a wee guy score a goal. So I was pure buzzing because I've never saw one. Never uh, played on either, which is really annoying. But Ross has asked, what is the best part of the job? Uh, doing the tour. Meeting people. Just meeting people. Because everybody's always good. Because you get folk that are quite, I think, quite apprehensive and a wee bit timid at first. Like, no one to react, no react, sorry, interact and things. And then you get other folk that are pure chatty parties and uh, what I tell you their football stories, which I love. Um, but it's funny because you end up blowing away the chatty party. So then they're speechless. And the wee timid ones now coming out their shell because they're like, you're, you're like asking me questions and getting them involved and all that. So I, I it's just, it, it is just that. It's just meeting fans from all the world and them telling you little things and little snippets and their amazement at like the tour and the stories. And like, um, I think it's even just the fact you've done it. I think a lot of people kind of look at, I mean, I'm 27. I think a lot of people think I'm younger as well. Um. So I think they think, oh, kind of like good on that wee lassie gone and done this. So it's I, it's just meeting people and telling stories. Storytelling. We might, best, we might have a problem because you said about chatty parties. Like if we do the podcast, the Glasgow Football Tour day out, it might need to be longer than two hours. Oh. <laughs> no, I've mad some of my driven tours was the driven tour was supposed to be an hour and a half. And I used to shoot over the time like constantly and I'd be late to the driver because I used to hire the bus with a driver. Um, and I'd be like, is it alright to like go to like one o'clock, two o'clock? And he was like, ah, it's fine, it's fine. Luckily, it was alright with it, but I just used to, because it's just, sto- you say one thing and then something else comes in and then something else and then somebody says, oh, I was at that game and then you get talking to them and blah, blah, blah. But it's just one of those things. It's almost like being in the pub top at football, but there's no pints involved, but you just can't, no way, it's like next one, next one, next one. So you never yes. really uh, like move on for it. Um, but I, it's just the storytelling and the meeting, meeting people, because that's what it is. You like, you just instantly start gabbing away to folk, and it's brilliant. Uh, my wa- my wife has a question. Just who you're talking about, like yep. being in the pub and like you're actually not having a drink. I told her no, John. Stop. A just bit, tell her stop asking that question. I said no. The first a time. bit, a bit like well, what with a horse question? Yeah, a bit like the, just spoke, A bit like the podcast, right? It's a dry podcast. Obviously, none of us drink on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a genuine tumbleweed that's like what we do so she, is, she has said in terms of like would it be possible that you would do a Glasgow football tour pub crawl pub crawl uh, <laughs> yes you got to go yes. to the international because yes. um, <laughs> it's it's um, well originally see this is the thing originally the three Hamdens tour was supposed to end back at the bowling club so you could get a pint yeah. and it worked for like we did it for the first couple of tours maybe the first three or four and then unfortunately the roof um, came in at the bowling club so you were not allowed to bring folk in anymore um, obviously no, nobody's been in for, for months um, so that kind of um, knocked that back a bit because everybody was like I can get a pint and it's so cheap obviously because it's a bowling club and for some reason bowling club pints are pure cheaper than um, oh, but it would have been great I think before 
Oh, they're the best, mate. I'd, honestly, it's For so worth out, just everything, getting. Everything. Aye, aye, like it's so worth. So it's fifth. I think it's fifty pound a membership. By the way, in the, the first Hamden, so the Hamden Bowling Club, and as much as the roof's no fix now, you could literally go down, like fifty quid for the month. Eh, for the month, sorry, for the year, and um, like as soon as the bars open, that's you could go there before the Scotland games. Like you could go and kick about and have a pint. Like it's so ideal. It's it's a stone's throw away from Hamden Park, and you'd literally be in the most historically significant place on earth in terms of football um but i so that was the original plan and then just with the roof coming in um but there has been chat about it and when i do my home fans stuff so that's like um home fans they bring in uh basically all these like ground hoppers that uh want to go all the big derbies around the world so obviously i cover the the old firm and i just two weeks ago it was it was two weeks ago wasn't it the last wednesday or something yeah. uh, two yeah. wednesdays ago um we had three dutch guys and a boy Island, and we kind of took them around the pubs and stuff as well and i did the same in a uh, it wouldn't have been january because the january one was off so whenever it was before that guys came over we had folk from northern ireland had boys up from england um going to the game at ibrooks and again took them to few different pubs and things like that in Glasgow and they absolutely loved it so aye, there's there's definitely scope for it it's just uh, it, it's the travel stuff getting to the football grounds around Glasgow like when you're no physically in a motor like that can be tricky okay. um, so it would it would perhaps not be all of them but you could definitely do it with, with Partick Thistle like they have proper specific pubs around about yeah. Celtic Park's a funny one for pubs like London Road has a few but then, like, the CSA is completely on the opposite side. So it's a kind of weird, like, space to try and get around. There's there's pubs around, but it's it's not like you can do it. There's not, I, I wouldn't say there's a natural um, sort of, like, crawl to do without, like, a ton of walking. Um, and again, it just depends how mobile your group is. Um, Ibrooks is so much easier because it's literally that big road and it's yeah. just Rangers pub, Rangers pub, yeah. Rangers pub. Um which is ideal. And funny, I've also been in most of them. I was actually talking about this in work because we've got a few of the lasses in work, like their dads and stuff are Rangers fans and that. And I, I was talking about the Loudoun for some reason. I, I was there for a stag do like a, a few years ago now, of all the things, but my cousin was like, you're coming in this stag. So we went and did the sub crawl and we were in all the Rangers pubs throughout the city having a pure blast. And uh, we were <laughs> absolutely buzzing because you get a free pie in the, the Loudoun. And um, I was talking about it the other day. My mate was like, I can't believe you were kicking about the loud and I was like, look, in for a free pie. I was like, don't <laughs> it's I was absolutely in my element. Um so I that kind of like strip on the way up to Ibrooks is ideal for a pub crawl, but um and then there's a few around about um Hamden. But again, around Hamden they're so spaced out, some of them. So it's a funny one. But it's this is what I'm saying, it's all in the cogs spinning in the heat to do something like that. Um, Loudon is the best pub on the sub crawl. Look, he'll, uh, you know, pure sacrilege me saying that, but I've spoken about it many a time, and I'm like, look, I was literally like, oh, this is actually quite, like, obviously I'm not a Rangers fan, so it's, I'm not going to say it's a cool place, but it was well put together, like in, ter- in terms of how themed football pubs go, like, oh, it's, actually no, no, it's not that, it's the Lauriston. Screw that, the Lauriston, the Lauriston's oh, the best one. Aye, oh, aye, the Lauriston. I was, I was like, aye, no, but I thought you were talking about like a theme pub, and I was like, no, no, aye, the Lauriston's good. They, they still do the thing where they take like your photo, like if you're a big aye, group aye. and stuff like that. It's yeah. so class that they do that. Um, we are proper and um, like old school spool uh, camera class man put put the picture in the wall. Um, 
but I we were in tons of Rangers pubs that day. A few Celtic ones as well, but yeah, um, love a pub, so it's definitely in the in the think tank. If you love a pub, what's your favourite drink? I'm a Guinness drinker actually. I love a tenants, but I'm I'm a Guinness drinker. Use it all silently. There's tumbleweeds happening. No, no, I agree. Oh, I'm a... I oh, right. John shaking his head. I, I don't, don't know. No, I don't like a Guinness. No, I don't like a Guinness. I tried it in Dublin. I thought oh, like, that, might, I that, might, that might be the place to try it. I was hard over, to be it's fair. It's the same as it does in Night Springbank. Can I go tenants either? But that's because I worked in Wellspoons. Can I go tenants? I worked in Wellspoons for a year and I drank it after every shift. Aye. Too much yet. No, I'm a beer. Yeah. Anyone else get any kind of slow fire type the fun stuff questions? Fun <laughs> The random, like, the random questions. Uh, the the Aaron questions. Like, type. No, because I, I, I eat my pizza like a normal person. Um, <laughs> but I, was, I had one that's kind of like, like see when you get, see when the people that you get on, on the tour, you know, you, you say you get the ones that are uh, no, no wee bit of the histories. Have they ever? What's the most random question they've ever asked? Because I've had people on Twitter message me pure random stuff that I've written. Yeah. Like, I don't know where you've got that. Even come up with that question, let alone. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we don't. Um, actually, there was a guy. Uh, oh, what was it he said there? Some about turnstiles. Oh, it's going to annoy me now. I can't even mind. Alan, if you want to turn style experience, you needs to go to the away end of Carthage Thistle because that is an experience as a turn style. Uh, yeah, that, that is to be fair. Oh, I wish I could remember what that was. It's going to annoy me. No, I, I see, to be honest, I feel like we don't, we're trying to get more engagement in the tours, but I genuinely, like, again, this is going to sound pure pick but I genuinely think people are just absolutely lambasted with information that they're like, wait, what? Like, are these guys <laughs> telling the honest to God's truth? And we're like, Yes, that like this this is true information. Um I can't really think about random questions. Ask um, them. See in future, like if you've got people at the tour, ask them what their favourite football food is. Football food. Honestly, That's a good like, one actually. See, since we started doing that, no one even cares about the football chat. <laughs> Generally, <laughs> like we, we could put out a poll about right who should be in a Saturday manager. Nothing. Yeah. What's the best potato? <laughs> Keep like, right on it. it. Viral, if I'm going to have to think about that one, yeah, I'm going to have to look out for questions now. Come my way, I feel like most of them are just I uh, kind of. I think it's ones that folk think they're stupid questions, but they'll know. Like yeah. They end up answering them, but they're like, "Oh, is it like they'll come up mashy quietly when we're walking to the next venue?" So instead, they're asking like in front of folk, <laughs> which is fair enough because it is. I think folk just find it like pressure for whatever reason but some people don't want to pipe up but I um, I wish I could remember what that guy said about uh, turnstiles see what you're thinking of that I reckon Jeff has has asked this question because he asked some like random stuff that someone sent him oh I've had some interesting questions there but yeah listen you should see if you want random right work in a bookshop because you get some amount of random (laughs) people just before Christmas it was uh, just uh, oh, I don't know what's now got out of my head. Um, uh, the question, you know, Mason's, what question Mason's is. right, right? So Mason's right, he came up to me, he's like, 
oh, you get the, the Sonic Bible, the, the Sonic Bible. And I went, no, and I think if we, it's like they don't really sell them, they're kind of handed over to you and stuff. It's a special ne- country. Next day, somebody else comes up to you, oh, have you got any Masonic jigsaws? What's a fucking Masonic jigsaw? I was like, no, it's not. That's mental. <laughs> and then the people who think they're going to ask you an awkward question or a stupid question, they're like, oh, I don't suppose you've got any like, books on hill walking. Aye, of course we do. It's a Scottish bookshop. Aye, of course we do. It's Scott. Jake is like one of those, like, have you got any tartan paint type questions when folk are asking about certain things? No, no. no. There's tartan paint. It's trying to like, exchange away from <laughs> no, I honestly think they just didn't think oh, you know, hill walking. Do you know what I mean it's nobody does any hill walking anymore? Not everybody does. No, I, I, uh, I, I don't really get random questions at my at the tour guiding, but I do in my ninety five. I work in customer services for an automobile company, and literally the other day, so I, I do with complaints generally. That's usually what I'm doing. I diverting calls elsewhere. They hadn't even said hello or their name or whatever and just went, you get any golfs? <laughs> and I was like, like, the car? It's <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I- I'm sure we've got tons of them, but I- I- like, what, you're through to customer services? All right, I need a golf. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, um, hello, this is Lindsay. What's your name? Do you know what I mean? I was like, what is going on? I was like, I'll need to put you through to a salesperson. Is this not the right number? Um, no, uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That's that's where you get the the most random questions, but it's all good fun. Here's a question What's for the... you. Oh, yeah. you go, Jeff. Oh no, no I'll let you go. You'll just right. <laughs> so Scott said about dogs, and yes. dogs is a three bark rule. Yeah. What is the rule about how many times you can say the c word? Because Jock, <laughs> Scott's dog will be fine. Scott's dog will do the full tour. I think looks like a nice dog, friendly dog, but. Scots get like a bit of like Tourette's with the C word usually. <laughs> profanity is, is profanity. Scott, allowed. Scott can keep it. Scott can keep it under control. <laughs> uh, so, so in the right circumstances, Scott will not be saying the C word. Only C word will be saying is Catherine. <laughs> oh, I was wondering if it was. That's your, that's your I, best joke. That's your I'm best actually joke, glad you said Scots. I was like, has he thought about me saying Celtic? I was like, is that is that what's happening here? I. Um, <laughs> do, do you know actually you're allowed, to, Lindsay, you're allowed to say Celtic in front of John it's just Tom Rogic you're not allowed to say in front oh, of John. oh by the way oh, actually did you see my Wordle thin joke no I don't know what Wordle is mate I, I don't complain to it. I've not got on this train and I, I, think, sure. I don't really think I want to to be honest because you're, uh, you're an adult no <laughs> it's adults that have played it it's once a day it's five little words <laughs> no, I don't know, but you need to guess the words. No, it was good. It was actually pretty decent. I'll trade it later on again. What, uh, what, what were you saying about Tom Tom Roderick? Tom uh, nothing. Nothing. Aberdeen Aberde- Aberde- fans don't like you, you, uh, Aberde- fans talking you, about him. He has what a scalper. What was your PTSD earlier? Like PTSD? Uh, like that would never be erased from my memory. Like you should this that's a bad joke, right? You talk about dementia earlier. If I get dementia, I will still see. Tom Rogic. It will still scoring. be there. It will still be there. It's just haunting you. That'll be, that'll be the only memory. I'll be sitting there going... Yeah. Since yeah. the, since the, dem- the demise of Rangers, that's the, the R word that Aberdeen fans can't go. Talking, oh. of, talking of the demise of Rangers. Scott Thursday. Happy, 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 happ
It needs to stay open. That's what happens. The big uh, hoose must stay open. What are you? We, 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 should add, we, we should add a disclaimer to this podcast. I was drinking most of the day. I've had a few rums and Jeff's on the wine, red wine. <laughs> which, which means that at this point of the podcast, nothing is coherent. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've actually just had a funny. Well, I thought it was quite a funny story come to my head, but just when you said uh, about the sea word, um, <laughs> it's Celtic by the way, I'm not going to swear on the channel. But, uh, so, I'm going to my second tour, um, and there was two guys from us, father, son, uh, probably son was maybe in his 30s or something like that, dad in his 50s, 60s, and um. The whole tour, you go Celtic Park, Hamden, uh, Cathkin, Ibrooks, Foothill. So, been been around most of the circuit. Uh, did Ibrooks? We were outside the John Gregg statue, talking about over things, blah blah blah. And we walk uh, back to the bus. I'm like, right, last stop, Foothill for frills. Let's go. And um, so again, we're walking back to this bus, just kind of at the fences at, at, at Ibrooks and um, the guys go you did well there hen and that way I thought patronising like we've been halfway through the tour like cheeky like do you know what I mean and um, I said like, what do you mean mate and he was like you, you just did really well talking about the Rangers and I was like mate we've been halfway through like I honestly thought he was getting wide right and I was like what like what are you talking about and he's like just you being a Celtic fan not? and I was like how do you know I'm a Celtic, a Celtic fan and he's like, because you said Selic outside Selic Park. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? I was trying so hard with my first couple of tours to be like, I'll just keep it to myself because folk might not like it if I'm a, like, a certain like supporter or a certain club or whatever. And I just, there's no hiding it. And apparently I said, I said Selic and I said, we won the European Cup. <laughs> and he was like, right away. Oh, he's yeah. like, I think, I'm, I think father, son, we're like, we're on the wrong tour, son, we're on the wrong tour. Like this, this last season. It's funny because I think I think Glasgow for all we we, we they all say they hate each other this that and the next thing I think it's also you know I grew up a Rangers fan but all my best Ooh. friends were Celtic fans all my best like we loved just slagging each other off this that and the next thing I think that you know if you're passionate about your team I don't think it's as bad I think it's more when you you're, you're kind of in and out it I, I think it's it's like well I'm passionate about my team they're passionate about their team and. It's great, do you know what I mean? So if you're passionate about Celtic while you're doing the tour, that'll just make the tour better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if you, as obviously you did, could still talk about Rangers, Partick Thistle, uh, I think it almost they... made their experience better because I think yeah. ex- they were probably gone expecting all the Rangers bits going to be like, yeah, just two like minutes, totally uh, downhill. Look at that and, shit um, home and then off. I, and then <laughs> was like, that was actually brilliant. And I didn't know about like, uh, I always tell you a story about how they were planning and putting a, a railway, like an actual train st- stop underneath the stadium at Ibrooks. Right. So you could get a special ticket for a uh, central right underneath the stadium and filter out to the seats i think this was in like was this the 50s or something like that? I mean, i've got a newspaper clipping for it from it somewhere and the guy was like i, 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 I can't wait to tell my pals that like in the pub obviously it never happened but it's just one of those mad stories where you yeah, think imagine that heard, actually came to fruition like how I, crazy. i've never heard that 
But it, the biggest surprise was that you said the 50s and the 90s. There was no David Murray kind of moonbeams moment where he's talking about <laughs> like it's a towel and everything else. Yeah. There was a casino. Like, an casino. on top of the stadium. <laughs> exactly. No, remember the casino chat? Remember that? Yeah, imagine, uh, imagine a casino. casino. Uh, what do you think? How do you think that would go? I mean, it's no different for a bookie and bookies in every single scheme in Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's about six of them in every single working class area. So you look at no the it's no a good idea. No, it's no, it's no healthy at all. But um, as bookies, the hairdressers, and uh, guaranteed in every single. Uh, I'm, I'm currently uh, on placement at the QE. I like it the subway round because it's closest to me. And the, I thought you started after we finished recording and what happened <laughs> when I was walking back through Govan at half four on a Thursday afternoon last week because it was afternoon. 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 Have you all done Ibrox during a game doing, doing the subway? Yeah. I've never done it for a game, no. I did it once. Sardines, honestly. I did it for a Scotland game. I did it once, obviously, as in going to Aberdeen game. Yeah. I told the boy, I said, this is not a thing for us to do. And he was like, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. I said, okay. like, genuinely, no. Like, hide the scarf, hide the scarf. I think they could smell us. I think they could smell us. No, it was the mo- <laughs> one of the most horrific experiences of my life. Oh, yeah. I think even um, if, I don't even think like, for like a football perspective, I even think if you're just an average Joe, just heading back with your shopping or something, yeah. like, oh, that would be so, awful. Yeah. You would just be anxiety-ridden yeah. because it's such a small space. Like, uh, it would just be... I hate even getting the train. See if I get the train to Brigton or... Um, what's the other one? You just pick shit up, don't you? You just pick shit holes to go to. We might. I know, uh, it's... Uh, but there is tunnels to say, like, fans that get it in, like, into Brigton, but it's, it's just... You're just like this, and that's a bigger space than a subway, so I can't even imagine what that would be like. I, I don't think I'd be game for that, to be honest. We should say, if anyone's listened to this, like, listen to Lindsay and the Glasgow Football Tour, like, transport in Glasgow is quite nice, actually. You won't get jumped. <laughs> yeah. You won't get jumped. You won't get jumped. No. Subway's terrifying. <laughs> the subway's the pleasant place, when it's not place, packed place with football terrible. fans or big subway, terrible place to eat. I have to get on it. I have to get on it. Like, uh, Bridge Street, uh, which is closest to me. It's an island platform, and honestly, the island platform are they are terrifying right there <laughs> train goes past you like oh i oh i oh i <laughs> i can't even hold on to anything i'm gonna nah, die go, go enjoy the, the haunted have we, got, have we got a happy note to end on so boys are haunted uh, so they're not end uh lindsay's all the stuff that she needs to publicize twitters and websites and people can get tickets yeah so, website is www.glasgowfootballtour.com. Uh, pretty easy to find. Um, my Twitter and my Instagram and Facebook are, well, my Facebook and my Instagram are the same. They're at Glasgow Football Tour. So, that's easy enough. Twitter is at GLA Football Tour. So, you can follow us on there. Um, but I, so the Twitter only actually started recently ago. I should have done it donkeys back, but my Instagram, I'm quite, I'm quite good with that. Um, I'm on my Facebook, but I'm getting there with Twitter. I, I love Twitter. I don't know. No, I didn't do it ages ago, but I just kind of put it to the side. Oh, and my YouTube is foot, uh, Football Makes Glasgow as well, so you can go and subscribe and see some of the videos and stuff that I've done. Um, I actually, I've got my old forum one, and my I've got the history of Partick Thistle in under three minutes, and they both hit over 1K, and I was like, yes. 
So I was pretty buzzed about it. Three minutes probably covers the history of party official role, really. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it was actually quite hard to like, get that all squeezed in when you're like, outside filming in the freezing cold, but you it wasn't too bad. They won the Cup in 1921, they won the Cup in 1971, and then two and a half minutes on how they went to court about how they got relegated because they were shit. <laughs> Save the no, jag. Jerry Brad. Jerry Brad. Nah, there was a few European like stuff in there and like first game and all that. Come on, you're being, being unkind. They've got, a, they've got a lovely pitch. They've got a lovely pitch. Lovely pitch. They've got a great mascot. <laughs> um, I, I, I absolutely yeah. did not have a lovely pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. That was my like, fishing hook. See, see I, went, I, I went to Fairhill twice in one week, right? What a fun life I lead. And see for the Queen's Park game, right? I was in the Jackie Husband stand. And the ball bounced on the ground just in front of us. And the thud... Was as though my two-year-old just imagine. dropped a load of bug, uh, books on the floor. It was like, oh, that. And you're like, what the, what is that? And then all day Saturday morning, I was texting my mate, like, it's going to get rained off, man. It's going to absolutely get rained off. It's going to get rained off. There's no chance on this planet that can be played. And then they played the game. If you look at the pictures of uh, Nick- uh, uh, Nickerson, the Dundee United winger, he was wearing a white kit. And honestly, by the time he came off that park, oh. you couldn't see the sponsorship. You couldn't see the badge. You couldn't see that's what you want. On it's authentic, it was authentic. And Ian McCall was absolutely <laughs> livid, which is always a good thing. Um, about the fact that we beat him, I love that, especially when it's like trying to get back to the fans. <laughs> is that is that just an example, like all like even football players and fans getting soft that oh, there's mud on the pitch, we can't play? Oh, it wasn't so much mud on the pitch, like it was genuinely waterlogged down one side. You could see the ball bounced there, yeah. just stop after that what was your tears Jeff because you kept on moaning at me that you had to go to this game oh, oh the Queen's Park game it's going to get so cold it's going to get cold off it's going to get cold off I was um, speaking to people of a different podcast we won't go into which one it is what was, uh, what um, different podcast yeah there's, there's a different podcast apparently I edit, speak to, edit out edit that out <laughs> edit cut that cut that cut that um, but I was speaking to them and I was like this is, this is dying they're like this is Possibly the worst we've seen for Hill in 20 odd years. It was, I don't understand how it's so bad because for Hill were ground sharing for like five or six years, weren't they? With Glasgow Warriors, like a rugby team. The rugby team were playing on like a Friday night. Yeah. Part that's why, that's why it's so bad. That's why it's so bad. No, but they've not done that for about 10 years. Aye, but that's just awful. But it never used to be. Even when the rugby teams on it, they were, the pitch was still fairly decent. It's Maybe just, though the rugby teams terrible. were paying. For the pitch to get looked at after aye, the aye. games. Yeah, Park probably having not sponsorship. Yeah, right. We should probably end <laughs> this podcast because <laughs> how long's it been? It's standard for like I'm running it. Like, well, I've long. enjoyed it very much, guys. So thank you very much for having and me on. That was great been, fun. Thank you. We'll talk off air about the private SFA podcast football tour because that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> soon. There will be a pub troll. Uh, but we should say Valentine's Day. We love all our listeners, followers, whatever. Get involved. I, follow I, don't, them. I don't love them. You don't? They're all right. No, they're all right. I don't no, love them. we love them all. Any interaction is good, even if you're like slagging us. But, but, but you're quite nice, as usually. Listeners, so from us to you, listen to this podcast. Well, you're listening to it actually because you're hearing this message or listen to it. But listen to our old ones as well. Still listening. The old me. ones are pretty good. And. Actually, Jeff is doing a podcast on Tuesday. It'll come out hopefully before Friday. And then Wednesday, we've got another podcast getting recorded, like we alluded to earlier. It'll come out 
I think next week, maybe. But I listened to the old ones, they're pretty funny, actually. We've had some good guests. So love is in the air in the SFF podcast community. And hashtag is show us your pies. We like pies. We do. So thank you, Lindsay. Just don't put any sauce in them, apparently. That's sacrilege. Oh, no sauce. Ish. Nah. Pish? You put pish in the uh, pie. Put fruit. Put fruit. Well, to be fair, some of the pies I've had. Uh, put fruit <laughs> sauce on it. <laughs> That's that is sauce. I know, that's what I said. Put it on. Right, that's what oh, I you said put it on. Right, right. I once put brown sauce on a curry pie because I didn't realise it was a curry pie because the last thing gave me the wrong one. That was an interesting... Right, is that, is that <laughs> like, because like chicken curry, the content would be brown, you can't put brown sauce on it? What? What kind of chicken curry saying? pie have you had that's brown inside? That's what happens think, after the curry pie. I think oh, the sauce is, is enough. Surely the... <laughs> sure, exactly. That's what I'm, no, but it's... The inside, surely chicken curry pie is going to be like curry, like so it's going to be brown, probably. No, that's like yellow, isn't it? Yellow, yeah, it's... aye, it smells like a aye, yellowy, <laughs> like a corma kind of yellowy. Aye, aye, aye. corma, that's it. I that's don't do corma, corma, that's not even, that's not even a curry. Please keep listening to John's cooking podcast. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> like I told everyone the food's the best bit, and right. SF, SF, F, um. Football food podcast would be um that's the next shout for you guys. There you go. There's a wee idea. It's getting there. It's getting there. Edin <laughs> upside down pizza, sauce, nay sauce. This is brilliant. Keep going, keep going. Um, I don't know what else we've spoken about, but I <laughs> Matt's like Josh said he was away, like he said two minutes. What's Matt's gonna do? I think he's found a mouse. I think he's found a mouse. Again, I thought he's caught it. What did he let oh, back in? A different, a different mouse. A different, a different mouse. Did, did oh, they know he was in the front door? They just ran back in. What's happened? Like, just checking the door, came back in. <laughs> I think we, since Matt's away, I think. Aye. Right, okay. Thank you, Lindsay, again. That's right. Jeff, Scott, Josh, if you're maybe still there, and there'll be more content coming in your ears this week. Happy Valentine's Day to come in anyways. <laughs> Is that you saying Happy Valentine's to the missus? <laughs> Because you've not said it to her like before. I had to casually stealthily buy her a present while she stood there. <laughs> Why were you told that I'm doing a podcast tonight? Oh, yeah, that was good news for her. She's got uh, an ear infection from the, you know, coming in the ears and that. That'll be the content coming in the ears. Right, thank you. Good night. See you later.